This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you'd like. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on our site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. $40 an ounce. I was shocked. I mean, it seemed like it was going to come around at some point, but here it is. $40, over $40 an ounce was the uh, the price at which silver closed today. Troy ounce, yep. Troy ounce, whatever. Yeah. that's Those are what the ounces are that Indeed. we buy, right? Yeah. The, the rounds. So I bought it at 18. Is that a good thing? Yes, it is. That's good, yeah. <laughs> I got some at 9. I got some at like 20. I got some at 30 and it just keeps I just, going well, up. You, you, if, if it keeps going up, you just keep buying it. I mean, if, you're, if you get it at 30 and it goes to 40, you've still done great. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people ask me because I trade in the market and things whether or not I think it's going to, you know, um, go down or up or whatever. And and I think it's important to, especially where hard currency is concerned, is to keep in mind that even if the money, if even if it's not going up, the fact that the dollar inevitably is going to be completely worthless, yeah. you will actually have something that uh, is is usable and tradable. That's and the reason I buy it, it is mm-hmm. not as an investment. It's to hold the value of whatever it is I've earned. So. Yeah, but that, okay, it's a fine reason to do it. However, um, I think a lot of people out there believe that silver is, uh, that silver's relation to the dollar has been static since uh, the dollar ceased to be tied to silver. And this is just isn't true. Commodities go up, commodities go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't, you know, oil, oil's gone up and oil's gone down. Silver's silver is a commodity at this point, and it's not tied to the dollar. So, if you buy it as a hedge against inflation, that's fine. Sometimes yep. it'll work, sometimes it won't work. But uh, you know, if you buy well, it as historically, an investment, I mean, historically, silver and gold have held their value over the years, right. while we, the dollar has not. When you're so talking about it, is a good hedge against inflation. You're talking about in a span of uh, scores of years or centuries of years, yeah. not even a, uh, a span of uh, decades of years in some cases. Because there was the big uh, metals took the big hits in the eighties, mm-hmm. you know. So in our lifetimes, you could have lost a great yeah, deal. There's of no them guarantee. Too. It's an investment. It's a speculation on a commodity at this point, and it seems to me that because well, the Federal Reserve has printed a bunch of dollars, mm-hmm. and all commodities are going up at this point. Just take a look at the grocery store when you try mm-hmm. to go buy food. Yep. The food prices have gone up. I think I just saw a poll recently that eighty-five percent of Americans believe food prices have gone up in the other um, over the last year. I guess the other fifteen percent aren't paying attention, Actually, or they're on food stamps or something i don't know yeah, maybe i can verify that um two about two and a half years ago when oil had had um or gas prices had gone up um i assessed my current then uh, financial situation and i've basically been on a fixed income for the last 10 years and have kept meticulous records of my finances so i know down to the penny how much i spend on gas entertainment um rent insurance food etc and i can promise you that food prices over the last 10 years have in fact tripled. Wow. wow I still use the same um, percentage of my monthly income on food. I just no longer drink a $30 bottle of wine every single night. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Well, whatever. I mean, but the thing is like I've, I've, I still use the same amount of money, mm-hmm. but I have just had to decrease the amount in which I buy and and I like organic food and stuff so that is it makes you be creative like for example I just recently have signed up for a CSA in um, what's that 
I wish I knew what it stood for, but essentially it's like a co-op. But co-op, you, what yeah. you do okay. is you you purchase your, in this case, it's a six-month commitment. You purchase for like one to two people. It's about a $250 commitment, and you get six months worth of vegetables weekly or biweekly. Is it like a local veggie thing? It is. Mm-hmm. And so, and these people are off the grid entirely, have been for the last 20 years here in New Hampshire. And they are, um, without even knowing what the word agorism was, they've just been, uh, they call it the um, under economy. So that's mm-hmm. how right. they refer to it. So, um, so yeah, so I'm going to, you know, I, you just become more creative. You buy locally, you, you know, change up your routine or whatever but i don't i honestly do not know how people can afford to eat when they're going paycheck to paycheck it's tough it's got to be tough so uh, back to the uh, the issue of silver i mean it continuing con- just seems to be on this upward trend there's no guarantee it's going to continue right right uh, you never there know is no guarantee but it seems really likely to me i i haven't seen any indications and i'm looking for them i am not one of these uh, you know lockstep uh, robots that believe that uh, silver is going to go up 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 but i have seen no evidence that it's not again for me it is a hedge against inflation and you're right mark certainly there's the chance it could go back down uh, you never really know but on the other hand and the government can't print silver. And that much is for sure. And, and silver, they have printed money. A lot of money. Yes, and they will continue to print more money, especially as you know things continue to get worse for them. Well, uh, the go- with the government sh- uh, shutting down, quote-unquote. Yeah, we'll and, see. And, and they may pull out a last-minute deal here. The debt ceiling may or may not get raised. Well, then, in that case, the Federal Reserve is going to have to, to step in, and it's going to have to print dollars. Yeah, so there are all kinds of situations where in Somehow the government... Save. Yeah. will be printing money and or like you had talked about last night mark where if these countries around the world go off the dollar as they're um, starting the reserve, to <laughs> yeah as they are doing uh we'll start seeing more dollars come back into the united states and right. that'll result in again more dollars chasing the same amount of products and therefore mm-hmm. higher prices as a result of that but the government can't pull more silver out of the ground they can't manufacture it from thin air so if you've got silver whether the price goes up or down you can always count that it's going to be some somehow it's going to be valuable because there are industrial uses for silver that are not going to go away tomorrow and i've heard we haven't even reached the dollar high of silver i think it was um you know i think it was like 50 bucks in the the 80s i don't know um you know people should check the charts these are just things that i've you know i've heard looking Mm -hmm. around about silver and i probably looked around more than most people who are listening um so therefore and that was in the 80s Dollars are worth three times what they are today. Could silver go to two hundred dollars? I've seen experts predict that. I, I, you know, it seems nuts. Didn't to gold? Me. I mean, gold used to be around two hundred dollars a couple yep. decades ago, right? Yeah, it did. Now it's at six, fifteen hundred, something like that, close to fifteen hundred. Yeah. So mention this because it's worth pointing out, and of course we also have not like a we way, haven't been telling you. We also have a way for you to get your hands on some silver. It's it's not too late. Uh, you can go to silver.freetalklive.com. Uh, to order through our friends over at Midas Resources. And somebody was complaining, I guess, on the uh, the Free Talk Live forum, uh, Mark, recently about the, the delivery time with Midas Resources being five to six weeks or something like that. And I guess they were, uh, they were upset about that. Maybe it said three to four when they'd ordered. I remember when I bought my bag of dimes, I bought one of those uh, survival bags of 90% silver dimes a few weeks back. I believe it said five to six weeks. So maybe there are some... You know, some delays going on here. Yeah, I'm sure they're getting a lot of orders through right now, and they have to process them. And, um, you know, I I couldn't tell you what uh, the circumstances are. I know that I've had that kind of wait before. I got what I ordered. It does come through. I mean, that much you can count on. 
And uh, to segue, Silver's, Silver peaked out at forty nine, forty five in nineteen eighty. Go ahead. Excuse me. To segue, what have we what have we heard lately about the uh, our Liberty Dollar friend? Bernard, that Bernard von Nothaus? Yeah. Yes. Uh, he hasn't responded to my request for an interview, but he's been doing other interviews, yeah. so I don't know. Mm-hmm. We just don't rate. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's out of jail waiting, awaiting sentencing, and he could mm-hmm. be facing up to 25 years. You're talking about the guy that created the Liberty Dollar, which was an alternative currency yes. that the federal government didn't like very much. So they went and they, uh, they raided his business and stole tons of gold and silver. And they, they're going to probably keep that stuff. There, there's some sort of a hearing as to whether or not they're going to return it to the rightful owners, but it seems pretty unlikely. Absurd. And then Utah has voted to allow an alternative currency to be used in the state. I think it was the House that voted to put that through. I don't know that it's... Uh, Passed been, the Senate yet? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. So uh, go to silver.freetalklive.com. There's some easy-to-use options there, easy-to-choose, I guess, uh, a small selection of gold and silver. That way you won't be overwhelmed with all of the different options out there in the marketplace. That's uh, something that you worked with Ted Anderson over at Midas to put together, Mark, and right. I, think it, I think it helps. It, it makes it easy. It, it is. It's um, when I looked at gold and silver in the past. This was probably ninety or two uh, two thousand two, two thousand three, somewhere around there. I was going to get some, and I I felt I checked with a couple of companies. I felt like I couldn't compare apples to apples. I didn't know whether the salesmen were hustling me. They certainly felt like they were calling me a lot. I just didn't know what to do. So I. Ended up not buying at all because I, you know, I didn't feel like I could, you know, compare anything. Coming up, a couple outraged after a hospital takes away their newborn baby. We'll tell you what happened at 800-259-9231. You can take control. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources and a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features, by the way, include news updates. You want to get signed up? Uh, go to news.freetalklive.com. It'll allow you to follow the latest with Free Talk Live via your email box or Twitter or Facebook. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get on the list. That's news.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, Tricycle CAI. They, have, they do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. Their, their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. At Sickle CAI, you can see their banner. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page at freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. You know, one of the, the themes that we've had over the years on this show is that hospitals can be dangerous places, especially if you are looking at having a child. And it wasn't too long ago that we were talking about uh, some parents that had had their their baby taken away here in New Hampshire after they had had the the child in a hospital. Uh, We've certainly talked about there was a New Jersey hospital, I believe, where over 50 percent of the 
Uh, the children that were birthed at that hospital were done through cesarean section. Yes, thank you, Jonathan Edwards. Who? John Edwards, the gentleman who ran for president oh, a few okay. years ago. The he politician. Was the, yeah, he was the attorney that got the big landslide win in North, uh, North Carolina, which... Uh, scared the bejesus out of doctors to where they started saying, you know, their malpractice was so expensive. So after that lawsuit, 40% of all births um, became C-section. So this hospital was leading like all of the other hospitals in how often they were doing this. They were basically just pushing it on people Mm -hmm. and they were actually – they were encouraging the people that were coming in there to sign uh, essentially a waiver saying – Right away. Right, right. Like before anything was even before they even look at you, they'll say, all right, well, you need to sign this waiver to allow us to do a C-section if we deem it necessary. And then, of course, they deem it necessary and then they go through the C-section, even though it may not have been necessary at all just to kind of get you in, get you out, I suppose. And playing devil's advocate, though, hmm. I had three kids, didn't have drugs with any of them, (laughs) wanted a whole bunch after. But (laughs) in Hmm. any case, um, I was kind of appalled. At how pathetically wimpy women can be. They're, oh my God. You know, when there's nothing that is physically wrong, it's called labor because it's a lot of work. Well, you know, some different people feel experience their pain in different ways. I, you know, I I think there should be a bunch of options for people as far as, uh, birth goes science has allowed it uh, to be that way my wife decided to go through natural childbirth and uh, you know that was for her it was you know what she wanted to do but i you know some women maybe they can't handle it i don't know maybe they've got this uh, this uh, you know I, I know that some rape victims have a real problem with uh, oh, sure. with labor i don't i don't know i think that there should be all kinds of different options but what but- happens is when you get scared and when you get nervous and if you haven't yeah, had a, a haven't had a, an epidural or something and you're experiencing, then you clench and you tighten everything up and you can actually hold the baby in. Mm. So, you know, there can I can see where playing devil's advocate, as I was saying, where there is concern on the doctors who have these incredible malpractice issues yeah. that they're like, well, you know what? You're going to be just you fine. With it. Exactly. No, I, I see where you're coming from there, and uh, it's in certain circumstances, certainly it's the right thing to do, but it seemed like this hospital was really pushing it on right. people, and so... Uh, you know, so I'm for got squatting in of, the woods. I mean, whatever. <laughs> we got all kinds of different stories, just horror stories, where these doctors in these hospitals act like they know everything, and that uh, if you don't agree with them, then they'll call the government in to force the hospital's decision upon you. Well, and that's and, when things get really scary. And notice how the government creates a problem and the government is the solution for the problem once again. So the government comes in, they, they create a problem for the doctors as far as their malpractice insurance and make it more difficult mm-hmm. for them to uh, to do their jobs. But it's on all ends. The- Terry Schiavo's life was cut you know, off because a the government determined that... Uh, I think the, the husband determined. Yes, the but government the government determined that the husband could decide, make that decision. They were no longer married. But well, I, it, I think they were married. Um, that he hadn't hadn't uh, divorced her yet. He was living a life of somebody who was no longer married to her. Uh-huh. I'll give you that. But I and I don't know. I never was able to really truly ascertain this. Was who was going to pay for it? Were the the parents wanted her to live, but mm-hmm. were the parents going to pay for it? I mean, I don't. I, 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 she had private insurance, from what I understand. I think that he got a, a, a lump sum settlement, and I don't know where that money went. Right. I so don't know. It's a bad situation. Mm-hmm. But so here's the latest news from Las Vegas. 
KTNV reporting that a group of protesters want answers after a couple had their baby taken away by social services at Summerlin Hospital. Great the de- services they have. Yeah, the decision mm-hmm. was made by hospital staff regarding the care of the baby. The couple says their baby was kept at the hospital against their will after a nurse contacted social services for what they describe as an unjustified reason. Lincoln and Cecilia Rogers say their dreams came true when baby Lilia was born uh, healthy just a week ago, but they describe a nightmare in getting her home from Summerlin Hospital. They said, well, if you leave the hospital, I'll have to arrest you and your husband. Cecilia is referring to the police officer who was sent to her room just hours after giving birth, all because she and her husband told the nurse that they didn't want to keep Lila overnight, or Lilia rather, overnight in the NICU to be treated for jaundice. Mild jaundice. Cecilia explains, we really just wanted to take the natural approach if we could. Well, you don't take the natural approach by going to the hospital. To the hospital. You know, I mean, I I understand how these people feel. I totally do. This is what they've been trained to do, Mark. People have been trained to do this. Indeed they have. It's what they do in the movies and television shows. Laura and I went to the hospital. The hospital said, you know, New Hampshire law says you'll do such, such, and such, so-and-so, so-and-so to your baby. There's a poster on the wall. Mm. I say to the lady, hey, what's that there? She's like, oh, you don't have to worry about that. Oh, really? That's what she said. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, no. No. Because I just I don't want to be in a situation where I'm grabbing the 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 one hour old and and stiff arming nurses on my way out of the hospital because I know I'm going to do it. I don't you know, there were certain things I didn't want done and I knew that they were going to act. I've seen so many instances where they've done whatever they've wanted to and told the parents, oh, well, sorry, we didn't know or, you know, it was for the child's own good or, you know, whatever they've said. And that's just enough for me. I just didn't need it. So you and your wife actually went to a birthing center, and you had things done in a more natural fashion. Some people do it at their home. Some people do it at the birthing center. You know, the, at the birthing center, they had a few. The midwives had a few tools, and they were there to to keep an eye on things. And you know, all went reasonably well. And no one called child protective services on you. Indeed, like they did in this particular case. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened is the couple says it got a second opinion and spoke with a pediatrician at the same hospital, who agreed it would be okay if the couple took the baby home with minor jaundice as long as they signed a medical release form but the nurse that they originally worked with called child protective services to report these new parents for not agreeing with a recommended hospital care good enough right right whatever they whatever they a, say is, this is god's this is, word this is how authorities work authorities know who the slaves are and they know who the masters are and the people with the uniforms on and the funny hats they're the masters it doesn't matter whether that's the the nurse at the hospital or the cop at the on the beat or whomever they're going to listen to them and not listen to you we'll come back with more on the, a little bit more on this story also get your thoughts your experiences if you've had something similar happen in the hospital uh, it doesn't have to be with a baby though cuz there's all kinds of stuff whether it's uh, you know we've had teenagers who've been not allowed to make decisions about their own health uh, for instance 800-259-9231 the SACL CAI toll free line you can bring up anything this is free talk live the Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9.
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want. The number for you, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we bring to you there, including our shrine of female listeners. Dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of the program. You can go and see them. And if you're a lady listener, become part of the Shrine. Get the details over at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. It's compact, has numerous safety features. Three-dot sight system, and Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. The Ruger LC9, the next handgun you must own, made in America, and made for you, Ruger.com. All right, so uh, continuing to share some disturbing news out of your local hospital. Well, not necessarily yours, but these things happen all over the place, probably more often than we are aware of on this program. In this particular case, it was Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, somewhere called Summerlin Hospital, that decided to call Child Protective Services. Why? Not because uh, mom and dad were beating a child or strangling it or doing some sort of horrible molestation to it or something actually that could put the child in danger. But no, they wanted to take it home with them. Right. They just didn't do what the nurse said. They wanted to take the baby out in Las Vegas. We're not talking New England, but rather Las Vegas where it's sunny all the time. Mm -hmm. They wanted to take the baby out and put it in some natural sunlight. Well, it had minor jaundice. Right, which would have got rid of the jaundice. Is that so? I, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but Michelle says so. I believe it. I promise. It. I believe it. And, but, but that's not acceptable because the hospital has made a recommendation. And the hospital, not even the hospital, though. This is, the point here is, true. is that a doctor a from the doctor. hospital said that they could take it home if they signed a release. The nurse said no and called a cop. Mm-hmm. This is one busybody hospital bureaucrat. La- ladies and gentlemen, it isn't a monolith out there. It, you're not dealing with a monolith. You're dealing with some petty little dictators that must be obeyed. That's they all it know takes. That they they know one. that you are the serfs and that they are the masters. They know that the authorities will back them up and they they know the authorities yeah. will use guns. This cop said, if you try to take this baby home over the word of this nurse, even though the doctor had said you could, he'll arrest him. And if they don't That's want to right. be arrested, he'll taser them. He doesn't care about that baby. He will taser that mother. The lack of uh, option is what prompted a protest outside of Summerlin Hospital. Uh, dozens of people stood up in support of the Rogers family, many, many of whom are new parents themselves. Uh, Lincoln, the mother, recalls that, and then Child Protective Services walked in, and or excuse me, the husband uh, says that a Child Protective Services walked in and started interrogating my wife. Basically, they were going to take the baby and put her in that incubator no matter what. I thought we had no option. I feel that, according to another parent, Wendy Forrest, especially new parents, we need to know what our rights are and when they're being overstepped. And that's exactly what. Sorry, Lincoln, the government isn't here to tell you what your rights are. Nor is the hospital. The government is here to usurp your rights one by one over time. That's Unfortunately, what for. hospitals. You know, the medical industry is so regulated, is so controlled. It is such. It's almost an extension of the government. It's yeah, not quite just to that about point a monopoly, yet, but it's almost uh, an extension of the government. And I would say it's it's definitely. Um, in line with the government where children are concerned, babies being born, because without, um, it's almost now where you have to sign something saying that you don't want a social security number. So, so from the, Second, that baby's born, they're putting, I mean, you're completely like out of it. Even They've if got you forms. They're, they're got filling forms, them out. birth certificates, social security number, and you're not allowed to keep, for example, your placenta. They do. 
They keep your placenta. If you, the thing is, it's so magical about the umbilical cord yeah, is blood and special blood, right? Exactly, and you could do stem cell. So from your umbilical cord. So really, everyone ought to keep their umbilical cord. Where did what would what would you do with it? No, no. If you ever, no, no. You would keep. There <laughs> Take are, it home, put there, it in the freezer. <laughs> no, they're they're actually businesses that hold that in in sanitary jar thingies or whatever. But in the event, say you say you uh, got Before MS you go or cancer. You could use the stem cells from that to heal yourself. I've, I've heard that's the truth, Ian, but we did take the placenta home and put it in the freezer. Um, at, at, that, frankly, that's what we did. Then when we bought the, we, we had a new house at that time and, you know, we, we were, you know, Laura's nesting at that point. You made a tea, didn't you? No, no. I don't, I, I've heard <laughs> yes, of this weird did. stuff. Um, but what we did <laughs> you was- You ate we, that, baby. That's, I have heard of people doing that. Um, we, we dug a hole- Is that and, cannibalism? And planted- <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't think so, but it's strange. Um- it, but we put a crab apple tree there, and now I took Jack out today and said, "This is your tree because it's got buds on it." We were there was a we were reading a book about Easter time and how spring and Easter coincide and new life and all that stuff. And then we went outside to to look at the grass that's coming up out of the ground and went to look at the buds that were on the tree. And I told him it was his tree and explained to him. That's that Lonnie put the placenta under there mm-hmm. and, you know, the, he's going to grow up and that's going to be his special treat. Aww. You can bet that if I'd had that baby outside of a hospital, any of my three babies, I would have taken that placenta, I would have made a tea and I would have drank it. I have heard of this. And what do you, what is the advantage to this? Because, you know, at this point, I'm just like, yuck. What, uh, so have you ever you'll seen inherit what? all the baby's powers. <laughs> <laughs> babies aren't very powerful. Wind them up. <laughs> no, you see animals eat the afterbirth. There's a reason because they're so it. it's so rich in iron. We get plenty of uh, we get plenty of iron in our diets. I mean, you know, you buy you can eat not, steak. <laughs> really, a woman that has just given birth and that ha- and loses a bunch of blood, you're gonna tell me she's not iron deficient? Oh, oh. it's just so bizarre. I wasn't gonna force you to drink the you don't, tea. You, I, right, right. I know you are. <laughs> So that's exactly what Lincoln and Cecilia say happened when their baby was required to stay at the hospital. Lincoln says it took one nurse to make one horrible decision and a domino effect to happen like that. It's just been so unfortunate. Summerlin Hospital declined to comment on the specifics of this case, but did release a statement that it disagrees with any claims that the hospital violated any patient Of course. Rights. I mean, that's what their lawyer told them to say. Baby Lilia apparently is reportedly healthy and is now at home with her parents. So luckily, they so were. what happened, though? Were they able to leave or not able to leave? No, well, they had to stay. They, they had to keep the, 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 the cops came. The cops threatened them with arrest if they took the baby. Yep. Cops so, never backed down. They never backed down. So they left the baby there and, the, you know, they had their little jaundice treatment or whatever they did. And they finally let the baby go at some point. Now they're home with it. Just what a what in a completely unnecessary additional level of stress for this uh, these these poor uh, two parents, which affects her hormones, which affects her milk production, and you and you're worried about a little jaundice. Yeah, and well, and another thing that people need to understand is this is just the ongoing step of the sort of the brave new worlding of your kids. Mm. The fact is, look. Just act like, just pretend like you you are the uh, the master or the the ward of your uh, of your kids. Just pretend like they're your kids, and the government will show you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Pretend that you get to educate them. Pretend that you get to decide what they eat. Pretend that you get to decide what they do with their time, and the government will step right in and tell you otherwise. Here are just some people. if they know about them. Yeah. And do. bringing them to the hospital, bringing yourself to the hospital, is the number one way to put your baby and you. On the government, the government's list. Which isn't that so sad? I mean, you want to have a baby in a sterile environment with the help of medical assistance, and now suddenly you have to be in fear of 
you know, having your judgment about your child undermined and potentially go to jail if you disagree with the it's people sad. that are supposed to be there serving you that you're paying. And it's <laughs> only going to get worse. Yeah, that's the way it is. I that's, think I that mean, there's a solution. I think that, you know, when I was pregnant with Aziza, my first child, she was a month overdue. And that whole 40-week due date thing, you know, my... Especially on new mother, uh, the first time mother. Yeah, my babies take a little longer to cook, like a fine wine, baby. <laughs> and um, so Aziza was due November 30th. I know exactly when I conceived her. I know exactly when she was supposed to come. And she didn't. She was born December 24th. Mm. And on December 22nd, I got a call from the my then OBGYN, and they said, if you do not bring your, ba- you bring your body in for a stress test, then you then you are in um, violation of your ethics code regarding a new mother. Da, da. And I was, on, I was on the phone going, what are you kidding me? I'm not coming in. I'm not going to have this baby until I go into labor. There's no way that I would let you induce me. So there's no point. And I said, I can still feel the baby kicking and I know that it's breathing. I'm fine. And they're like, you have to. And they tried to scare me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going into the hospital on the 24th. I was in labor for five hours, pushed twice, and out she came. Hello. Yep. Uh, there is an this other option. This is how we do it, baby. <laughs> you said that there was another, uh, other other options. There are other options. You can have home births. You can go to a birthing, yep. birthing center. And they're cheaper. Midwives, yeah, it's it's a less costly. The midwives will handle it. They can handle 90% of uh, births. They do, You don't need the hospital. All right, there's more coming up here. Your stories are welcome at 800-259-9231. Take control. It's Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, Mark Edge? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey this November. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're about $600 double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Your hospital nightmare stories are welcome. We've been talking about some parents that essentially had their baby taken away from them uh, at the hospital. Luckily, they were able to get uh, get their baby back, thank goodness. But it doesn't always end with a happy ending when the government people, or rather the hospital people, or do I repeat myself, uh, when the hospital people get the government people involved in your family matters. And so uh, you're certainly welcome to share at 800-259-9231. We also want to invite you to our website. If you enjoy this program and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Go and uh, visit amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is a simple one that uh, you can send us 3 bucks a month with any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And we'll take that money in and reinvest it in the show, getting on more talk radio stations across the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com and you'll learn about the perks you get access to, like the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, uh, the AMP-only podcast, and more. Go get the details. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's talk to Derek, calling from our very own Keene, New Hampshire. Derek, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, Derek. Uh, What's on your mind? Well, I had a horror story from a hospital when I went to school outside of Boston. I was going through a stressful time, and a woman uh, determined that 
I should be locked in a hospital cage and that I was a danger to myself or others. I was 19 years old. I didn't sign any documents saying that I wanted to be there. And yet I, w- I was locked away. I didn't get to see a lawyer for three days. Who determined this about was, you? I, I apologize. I missed that detail. Who was it? Uh, who who sent me there? Yeah. It, it was a person from my uh, university's, um, like, resource department. Someone who So this wasn't a parent or a relative or anyone that would have, like, power of attorney over you. This was a, a public worker. Yeah, well, I don't know if she was even a public worker because I went to a private university. Hmm. And what? Uh, how did she become aware of you in the first place in order to send you? I mean, there are a lot of kids at this university. What right. made her zero in on you? Right. Um, well, my university offered uh, free services, free because you already pay for them with your tuition, mm-hmm. for if, if kids are feeling stressed during finals time. And that's what it was. It was during finals time, and I was feeling stressed. I told her that. And uh, then she had a cop pat me down, and I was sent in an ambulance uh, to a hospital, even though I wasn't, you know, being crazy or anything. Did you feel better then? (laughs) (laughs) We shouldn't laugh. That's terrible, Mark. Derek, don't pay any attention to him. It's just so awful. (laughs) No, it is kind of hilarious because this was their solution, right, for a person who's feeling stressed. Well, the sad thing that all their friends. the sad thing that you were just there taking advantage of a service that yeah, they right. were they offering. Said, Come on in. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> right, and I actually talked to um, some other kids who went to that school who had gone through the same scenario. I found this out later, but I wouldn't have gone had I known. That's scary. And you were in for how long? Sixteen days. I had <gasps> I had to wait for 16. the judge to be able to come into the hospital because I wasn't allowed to leave. So you were involuntarily committed. Totally involuntarily. I didn't sign anything. And they basically put you in the mental ward. That's right. Now I did they dope, did they dope you up? I mean, give you uh, drugs against your will as well? No, they were nice about that. I refused all drugs. Hmm. Now, I've heard of them being able, to, being able to do this for you for three days, and initially I think right. you said three days, but you did 16 in total? Yeah, well, that's what the, the woman told me, the um, social services woman. She said, services. you go and <laughs> you sign a paper and you leave that night. That's, that's what I was told, and that's why I went so calmly. But once mm. they shut the door, they're like, you're in. <laughs> so that, that was a straight-up lie. Wow. And did you yeah. did you try to seek any sort of remedy after this uh, with the school or, or with that woman or the city or whatever, or, you know, and and say you um, kidnapped me and, and held me hostage or whatever? Oh, and- it's not kidnapping when we do it. <laughs> right, right. Well, no, I really wanted to. Um, and thanks for asking. But um, the lawyer that I was assigned, he just said I, I could write about it as a philosophical exercise. Oh, of course a lawyer says that. <laughs> wow. So you were assigned a lawyer? What do you mean by that? Well, when I wanted to get out, uh, the hospital staff told me that I would have to wait because I was admitted on a Friday. I had to wait until Monday uh, for the lawyer to come in, and uh, he it was his job to bail me out. So, you know, any any person who's in there involuntarily will be assigned a lawyer if they want one uh, to bail them out. and And he did. So... Derek, I am so days, sorry to hear that. That is really ter- How are you doing now? Oh, I'm doing great. It's, this was uh, like a year or two ago, and it really it started me on my path to 
realizing that the state is a coercive entity. You know, that, that well, that's the bright side. Enemy. What did it cost you to stay in the hospital for 16 days? Because I doubt the university picked up the tab on that. I refused to pay the bill. Yes. I didn't want to be there. Why? Why in the world would somebody have to pay for this? I mean, it's just bizarre. Um, well, they sent the bill. I, well, they I know they do. I know they do. They probably are charging you for it. But, it, you know, it's just it's absolutely insane. What you didn't sign anything. What was the bill? Just out of curiosity, how much did they want? Oh, I, I don't even look at it. I throw them away when they come in. I see. I mean, they can track me down. What are they going to do? You know? I don't know. I mean, I, does that hurt your credit? Yes. Oh, most certainly. I'm sure it does. I don't care. I, I use silver anyway. You were talking yes, about it earlier. Yes, you do. What, right on. What did the lawyer, when you say the lawyer bailed you out, did the lawyer pay money to get you out? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, maybe I misspoke. We had to have a court hearing uh, where my psychologist who was assigned to me was present and listed all of these falsehoods against me, uh, saying how... Um, much of a danger I was to myself, although wow. she had no evidence to support her claims. Did you talk to the person? Which person? The the, the psychologist who was making the claims. Oh, yeah. I, I um, any, any had point? to speak with her like every day while I was there. So despite your conversations with this woman, she believed that there was something like that you were crazy, basically. Right. She believed I was crazy when I'm just a college kid who was just having a stressful time during finals. You know, mm. it's not a big deal. I have a college-age daughter, and, you know, I suppose that if some people were to interview her and she were to be, you know, completely transparent and honest about some of the things she does, and this is a really sound, smart, character-filled girl, they would say, oh, you're a danger to yourself. You're I, doing self-destructive behavior. I know if somebody was employed and locking and locking people up and that was their job and they talked to me, they would lock me up. I know they would. <laughs> I have no doubt no in my mind. No one has ever called me crazy, ever. There are people, people <laughs> listen to this show, call me crazy all the time. Certainly they would lock me up. Oh. Somehow or another, I managed to muddle through this world reasonably well, though. I mean, who gets to define this idea of crazy? Oh, man, it's that's so scary, though, the idea that it, it, apparently it's the people with the access to the authorities, right? I mean, you, they'll just decide that you are nuts and they'll lock you away. And thank goodness, Derek, you were able to get out. In the Soviet Union, Union in Soviet Russia, they used to, to lock you up whenever you disagree with the government. Yeah. It's coming well, to that. Yeah. I think it was Transylvania. That's how I it felt. <laughs> well, Derek, I'm really proud of you and I'm really impressed that you would uh, take the bad situation that happened to you and and learn from it and grow from it and i really hope that you in some way can help other people that might be in that situation sometime in the future and be an advocate for them or or um you know whatever now in more positive news uh derek said he was calling from Keene, new hampshire but uh, i don't think any of us here have met derek yet and we're doing the show from Keene, new hampshire Are you a free state project mover yeah, I just moved here a week ago. Oh, no wow. way. And so, so what, are you, what are your initial impressions? I love Keene. I was really scared that I wouldn't be able to find a job, but I already scored one at wow. JCPenney. So Sweet. Congrats. I don't well know done. if I'm allowed to say that on the air or whatever. But now everyone knows where to go find you. Uh, All right. <laughs> so, uh, cool, man. Well, I'm sure you've been to freekeen.com. You know, there's, uh, there's a calendar of things that, uh, that go on there, and I'm sure we'll end up seeing you at some point. 
Yeah, that's right. I want to hand out those pamphlets over at uh, City Hall and the courthouse. Excellent. That's something we do every single week, uh, three days a week, and we're looking to expand, actually, to uh, as many as five days a week at court at the court, where we hand out don't-take-a-plea-deal flyers uh, to all the, the victims of the state who are coming in there on Monday morning, Tuesday, and Wednesday mornings, uh, giving them the information that if people were to stop just taking the plea bargain, it would just crush the system. So I uh, look forward to meeting you, Derek. Thanks for the call tonight. Glad you're enjoying your, uh, your new stay here in and keen, and I Thanks appreciate the, the story. Welcome. Yeah, thank you, sir. Uh, 800-259-9231. It's springtime, man. More people are going to be showing up here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yep. I, and he's so young, but se- seems very uh, um, deliberate and very uh, experienced, and, and it's it's nice to hear. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. Mark, you had something uh, that you want to discuss kind of in relation to parenting, yep. uh, specifically the issue of safety of children. Leaving kids in cars. And how freaked out people get about this. Yeah. Is it really that dangerous? 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour 2 is next, and you can take control of the airwaves. You may bring up whatever you'd like. This is Free Talk Live. And now it's time for Letty's Easter Countdown, the part of the radio show where Letty comes out and counts down. Sixteen days and then it's Easter. Time to start spring cleaning. Remember, don't accept candy from dust bunnies. This has been Letty's Easter Countdown. Tune in tomorrow for another Easter message. Veggie Tales presents Twas the Night Before Easter. Get ready to celebrate the season and discover what helping others is really all about. I've been working on an Easter-themed musical. Up with bunnies. We need a star. Cassie Cassava. She's big time. It's an all-new Easter adventure full of bunnies, music, and love. Featuring American Idol finalist Melinda Doolittle as Cassie. Helping one another. Veggie Tales was the night before Easter. Available at Walmart, Family Christian stores, and retailers everywhere. Own it today on DVD. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up what you want, 800-259-9231, as we launch here into the second hour of the program. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. I guess we're still waiting to see uh, whether the government will be shutting down. They're apparently working into the night or something like that, trying to cut a deal. Well, there's uh, isthegovernmentshutdown.com, and you can go there, and it gives you a countdown clock. <laughs> uh, right now it says, no, the government is not shut down. There are zero days, three hours, 53 minutes, and two seconds. What does it mean, actually, not to much. shut down the government? I know it hasn't been done for 15 years. Yeah, we talked about this in detail a few days ago, but essentially there are non-essential services that will be shut down. So the government admitting that it has a whole bunch of <laughs> non-essential <bureaucrats> services, <laughs> services nice. that are completely non-essential that, that, that even they consider non-essential. Obviously, we consider the entire federal government non-essential. Right. Uh, but no. So a lot of them will be staying going. They'll, they'll continue on. But the big ramification of this, Michelle, is that the the military, everyone who's in the military will be told to keep working. 
and but not don't be expect paid. a paycheck mm-hmm. until the government starts up again. So, I mean, you got guys with automatic weapons who are not getting paychecks, who are away from their loved ones, um, who whose loved ones may be messing around with Jody, um, who, you know, I mean, they're in volatile circumstances, uh, volatile, stressful circumstances, and then you tell them they're not getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's it's a voluntary service. So then I suppose that that would mean that they can simply it's- set down their guns and go... Yeah, nah. Yeah, it's voluntary to sign up. It's not voluntary to leave. To leave, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm sure there are all kinds of provisions to where even if they can't get a paycheck that they're still obligated oh, to sure. somehow be yeah. the slave of the the state. If they can if they, if the government can put forth a contract like that, they can put forth they can put any provisions they want in it. So, we'll keep an eye on this and if anything develops uh, by the end of the show, we'll uh, certainly let you know. But there were some other things that we had to discuss here tonight. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything at 800-259-9231. First hour we focused on uh, a couple parents, I guess a parents, a set of parents rather, in a hospital having their baby taken from them, uh, threatened with arrest for trying to take their baby home and luckily they were able to get their child a little bit down the line but it was a very stressful situation and it's because that there are certain people who believe they know what's best for you and they're willing to use the 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 strength and the aggressiveness of the state against you if they decide that they that what they want for you is different from what you want for yourself and in this uh, in the case of, of being a parent this is one of the the worst areas in which that this these things happen to people because parents think hey it's my child you know i, I, I to, went through that i get to labor. raise them how i want to raise them but no but the interesting thing is at the point when you have your child break a window which is the one the example i always give or uh, something then suddenly you're held liable. Yeah, it's re- your responsibility when your child does something wrong, right? So, so the government will acknowledge that I have ownership over my child when it's convenient, but not at other times. And plus, we have this society in which we live that just kind of coddles children. Like they they want to keep young people childlike as long as possible. I mean, it's been called the childification of America. Round off all the sharp corners. Uh, make sure that everything is made out you know out of bouncy house materials. Childproof. <laughs> uh, and and make it so that when you're 26 years old, you're still riding with training wheels on. I mean, I'm I'm being a little I'm exaggerating a little bit here, but there there is this mentality where. Young people aren't encouraged to grow up, where they're, they're discouraged from growing up. There are certain ages on things, like you can't mm-hmm. work until you're 16 in most places. You can't uh, drink until you're 21. You right. can't see an R-rated movie until you're 17. I mean, there's all these controls on young people. And, of course, a lot of young people don't – you know, they want to grow up. They want to be as adult as they possibly can be as, as early as possible. And there's a certain segment of folks out there that says no. Uh, no, 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 this is bad. You need to be a child as long as possible. You need to be as immature as you can be for as long as, uh, as possible. And I think it's incredibly destructive uh, for the future of those, those young people because if they want to, to seek adulthood, if they want to seek responsibility, they should be able to, if their parents are okay with it, uh, they, they should be able to do that. And even if their parents aren't, if they're ready to break away from their parents, they should be able to make that choice as well. Um, and it's unfortunate that those things can't happen. But, but it begins at a very young age. And Mark, you had an issue specifically uh, that you wanted to discuss, and that is that of leaving a child in a car. Yeah, you know, this is I've I've heard lots of things about this, and I, you know, obviously there's a there's a continuum here. There's a a period of time that it's okay to leave a child in a car, and a period of time that it's not. And I think that their age 
Um, it makes people more and less nervous, although I don't know whether it actually should. So let me read this. Uh, it's a blog post here at uh, freerangekids.wordpress.com, the Free Range Kids blog. Now this and is the worst mother in the world, right? This, that's what she's been this. called because yeah. I think she if, – if I remember the story correctly, and I didn't research this. Um, or worst it, mom in America or something. Something like that. She let her 10-year-old or 11-year-old or whatever take the uh, the subway in, in New, New York, York City, City. Yeah. Uh, home from someplace. To. Yeah, Because he was ready for it. Yeah, he, he wanted to try it, and she said, okay. Right, and, and then she was excoriated yeah. on national talk radio and television and just – all over the web. I mean, if you search, I think if you Google like worst mom or something like that, she oh, comes how up. Sad. Yeah, it's now is she black, white, yellow, brown. Um, she's, I, I believe, a white woman. If mm-hmm. I uh, had to make the um, uh, that that decision, mm-hmm. um, let's see. Well, it was actually a nine-year-old. Why I let my nine-year-old? And she, if you Google, if you Google worst mom, that's what she'll get. Now, is there any story? Um, on the mom where the mom is is being interviewed where she says for example i left um my son or daughter at the corner of columbus i I, at that train stop and then i picked up my child at you know in soho you can look that up um as far as the that particular story i don't you know i mean i i I, we've read it before and i don't want to go over it again but i do have this this blog post which i think is uh you know relevant to what we want to talk about Mm -hmm. here so it, uh, she goes, uh, readers, this is a topic we've visited before, but it continues to grow as an issue. Today in my inbox, I got this notice from Safe Kids, urging people to call 911 whenever they see a kid in a car. Oh, geez. Using this tragic story, um, and it's a story about uh, you know a kid that, that dies, as a rationale, um, the story of a woman who forgot her child in the car for 10 hours. I assume she must wow. have forgotten to go to the daycare center and then left the kid, you know, hopped out for work. Yeah, I, there's I, all kinds of situations that could have come up. Yep. Seems Maybe to, she was high. It's not okay, right? Meth. Hey, I forgot. I've, I forgot my kid before. Yeah. And where? For 10 hours? No, but um, but when I did do it, I, I was so devastated that, I mean, I just had my third kid and uh, my girlfriend called to tell me not to feel bad because she had set her their child who was an infant girl in the car seat up on top of the car oh god and drove off oh wow and the baby was fine landed it's just but it's like you know i mean gosh (laughs) it's you know i mean you know everybody's gonna make mistakes and i don't think it's okay but the question is what do you do about it i think that all the punishment for any of these actions is self-contained, right? So you forgot your, your whichever one of your children forever, however long. I, I don't want to know. You beat <laughs> in, yourself up over. in your car, and you know whatever the punishment is. It wasn't in the, it. it wasn't in the car. It was like actually someplace. But I mean, you know, he was he was like I don't know six or something like that at the time, and and it was he was fine. He wasn't scared at all. Mm-hmm. He was like ah, you know, I I figured that you you know had something come up, and so he went. Where, because we had, you know, things in, in, um, in the plan, for example, we lived in the, in the mountains. And so whenever we were done skiing, you always met the big tree. Mm-hmm. And that way, if everyone got to the big tree and there was one person not there, you know, one stayed at the big tree and the, we, the other ones went and looked for him, you know, that kind of thing. So we had rules and we had, uh, um, safety precautions and what have you. And so, yeah, it was faithful. And he just went over to the cookie shop and waited there. Everything was fine. Yep. But as I was saying, I think that these are, um, and then the woman, you know, whose kid dropped off the top of the car, she got her punishment. Her kid dropped off the top of yeah. the car. That's all what, you need. What is the solution here? 
Well, the government would like to to give you a fine and possibly put you in a jail cell. Right, a fine's not going to do anything. Um, It uh, will for the government. It it will for the government. 1-800-259-9231. We'll continue this uh, blog post here in a moment. Also, uh, take your calls, your thoughts. Have you ever had this encounter where some busybody mom or dad, or maybe even just somebody who doesn't even have a kid, uh, tells you how to raise your children? 1-800-259-9231. Or worse, beyond just telling you how they think you should raise your kid, calling the cops on you for something. It's Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that is freetalklive.com, and you can actually control the content of the site. You find something online that you think is interesting, you want to share it with other listeners, uh, you can do that. Just go to freetalklive.com, submit whatever it is you want to to the site, and then other listeners get to vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well. The most voted up, make it to the front page in the top of the website at freetalklive.com. Want freedom? We'll build freedom. Do you have programming skills? Join the Freedom Engineering team and help develop the technology that enables spontaneous order and free market capitalism to erupt on Earth. Mobile app developers and database experts wanted immediately. Share in ownership, create stuff that matters. Go to freedomengineering.org. It's time to build freedom. Freedomengineering.org. We're talking about parents that think they know best, or maybe not even parents, maybe just busybodies, somebody that doesn't even have a child, telling you as a parent what you should or should not be doing. In the case uh, that we're specifically looking at here, it is the issue of having a child locked in a car and as to when that is appropriate and when that isn't appropriate i would imagine each uh, parent would have a different feeling as far as you know when or when that is not appropriate and so uh, we're going to get back into this uh, story here mark that you've got from what which which blog was it again the free range kids yeah free range kids dot com uh dot yeah, it's uh, actually dot, dot .wordpress. Hold dot on, .wordpress.com? Yeah, it's uh, freerangekids.wordpress.com. All right, so that's where you can go and get the full post. We'll share some more of it with you here. But I wanted to hear from you uh, as far as what your experiences have been with these know-it-all parents who are willing to call the police on you because they disagree with you. I mean, as it was pointed out here, it was suggested uh, – where was it that was that – was, suggested somehow that people call 911? Where, where was that suggestion made? It was a suggestion from – Let's see. This is something we've been uh, continuing to issue today. In my inbox, I got this notice from Safe Kids urging people to call 911. So some organization, some busybody organization. Safe Kids. Suggesting via their email list that if you see a child in a car, and it doesn't say at what age, right? It does right. just a child in a car. Safekids.org. And right here on their front page, take action. Never leave your child alone in a car. 
And what does that mean? I mean, don't you have to leave a child alone in a car when you put them in the back uh, passenger seat and then walk around the car in order to get to the yeah. front driver's seat? Aren't they alone in the car? Let's talk to... I mean, couldn't it catch fire or get hit by a meteorite? Let's talk to Kevin in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Hello, Kevin. Kevin? Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm one of those individuals. I worked in retail for uh, quite a few years, and uh, I was witnessed many children. Um, parents would let them hang on to the bath carts as they're going, and they, the small children would fall off. And I've seen children with uh, head injury, uh, severe dental injuries, et cetera. We had one child that was had permanent brain damage because they wow. they tried to, uh, tried to sue the store. And we had implemented policies that, uh, hey, you can't do that. So Well, that, that makes sense to me, Kevin, because it's your property. It's the store's property. They, they can have whatever policies you want to ensure that your customers are as safe as possible. Just, just let me be clear on this. You're talking about kids hanging on the back of the cart, you know, like... Uh, uh, just riding everywhere or standing up. But I even today, I, I no longer work in retail. Let's say in one case where the head injury, the two children had carts and had another child inside the cart standing up, and they rammed each other, and then both kids came flying out. Or, or the small kids will hang on to the front, and the, the mother's uh, pushing the cart, and they hit a bump, and the child falls off. Mm. And then you also have people running, tearing through the parking lot and almost hit them. But uh, I've, seen, I've seen kids lose teeth. Uh, but then when I walk up to people today as a concerned citizen, I'll say, do you know that the child is blah, blah, blah? And nine times out of ten, they thank me and they say, "Now, did you hear that, that gentleman? You can't write on there anymore. They're too, they're too weak to tell their own child they can't write on the car. And that's very sad, and I'm disappointed that that's the case, and it breaks my heart that there are children that grow up with parents like that. However, it is absolutely within the rights of a parent to parent the way they see fit. Well, period. Well, it's also within your rights to say something yeah, if you want to. Fine, if you want. I mean, would you say he's he? Would you say what he's done is inappropriate? By oh no, saying, no, no, hey, no, no, you know, not by, no, 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 by saying anything, but comparing that to people that are getting tattled on. By Another the, question I have, if if, if I may, um, when the children also ride inside the bass cart and they've been running around in the yard and they they have dog feasting inside the bass cart, and now I'm going to use that cart for food. That's another area that's kind of a concern i know that might, that might sound crazy to people but it, it you know in the grocery store they have the, that you can put the kids in the in the one area where they can sit and face the parent or if they're that that big or if they've grown that mature they should be riding in the cart anyway they should, yeah they should be walking well the cart's the private property of the store so yes i absolutely think that whatever the store's policy is that the parents uh, uh, you know yes? they're afraid to do anything anymore because they're afraid of being sued so it's just it, it, people are running rampant. And the other problem I have is the kids riding on the cart, they fall. The many times the people do not have insurance. And then, of course, as the public, we're now paying for those children to have medical care, which not, they need medical care, but it's, it's, the parents should have never put the child in that position. The second half of my point, though, is that, yes, parents have the right to do with what they want with their child, but that they also need to live with the consequences of their decisions as well. Unfortunately, though, some people need to, if you don't put restrictions, they'll let the children run wild. So I know this goes against the grain as far as government interference, but, you know, I, I just had such a beautiful childhood. My dad was a Marine, and he kicked my butt if I didn't hang along, and I'm so glad he did. Thanks, Kevin, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I think there's, uh, there's one... 
I am for the all for leaving people alone. Like I'm not the kind of person who's going to say something to a stranger about how they're treating their kids for the most part, unless there's like actual abuse going on. Then I might, you know, maybe I would consider doing something. But I would say my level of tolerance is much higher than uh, than that guy's. But then again, like he said, he's seen all kinds of horrible things, so I don't blame him for right. it. Right? When you're talking about, um, you know, I think there are different circumstances. Uh, in this particular case, we're talking about leaving kids in cars and not carts cars and you know not much bad is going to happen to them and there's a lot of busy bodies that have to do with cars you know what i mean that here, let, yeah. me, let me read this story before we go on because we've been talking about something well we no i'd know. rather you not because we have some folks that would like to talk to us and we'll get to uh, we'll get to that there's here i don't care if it's here that mark are that's amazing. fine mark. i got you that's cool but i'd <laughs> like to talk to my listeners here Ian. um i'd like to see what they say about their stories of having these busybody parents or you know being a busybody as uh, the last caller uh, was you know and so I, I think that there's 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 a line somewhere and i don't know where exactly it is but i think the line is calling the cops it's just one of the lines like it's one thing to say something like whether i would say something or not is another question but this guy the last gentleman kevin has said things to parents when he's sure. seen their kids in very dangerous situations and he has the experience to know just how dangerous those things can be and maybe mm-hmm. the parents aren't aware uh and so that's i think that's one thing but it's another thing to pick up the phone and call 911 completely because, different yeah because you've got parents that are doing something that the, the allowing their kids to do something that could put them in jeopardy mm. that's the, that's definitely crossing the line let's talk to bob listening oh actually bob hold that thought we'll uh, bring you back here in a moment here more with bob in indianapolis if he sticks with us in your calls as well and yes mark you will get your chance to share your stories with <laughs> us just say there's a bunch of stories here. i'm it's sure amazing there are stuff. there are no shortage of busybodies in the world 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line our foundation is fine, Mark. We're talking about the issues here. And people, have, people have their stories that they would like to share. <laughs> so you can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Listening options are there. We've got live streams, broadband, and dial-up versions of the streams. They're available around the clock, 24-7. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is airing there for you. Plus, you can also listen to those streams over our listen lines, which allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Listen that way. Uh, in addition to that, we've got uh, great radio stations across the country, over 90 stations that uh, carry the show. Plus, XM Satellite Radio, now carrying this program, as well as our free-to-air satellite channel and the webcam. Go get all the listening details over at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. And, Mark, if you want to be looking good, you need to be getting yourself an Oxford. Is that right? Uh, well, yeah, you can have a, a white dress shirt. Some people call them pinpoint Oxfords. And it's the shirt that you use the most. And Paul Frederick has it. For your in for you in athletic trim, big and tall, for as little as nineteen ninety five. 
There's more than 55 sleeve, fit, and collar combinations. If you're like me and you've tried to find white dress shirts without paying $60, $70 to $100 for them, you'll find that it's difficult to get them to fit. Uh, the ones that come in the, the packaging that are sold at the discount stores. Don't fit oh, your raging pecs and that, your huge biceps. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad being constricted all day long. And you can get free monogramming, too. Use promo code TUCK at 1995shirt.com. Again, at 1995shirt.com, promo code TUCK. All right, let's continue taking your calls. I think Bob is still there. Uh, Bob and Indy, are you with us? Yes, I, yes I'm still here. Welcome, sir. What did you want to share with us tonight? Um, I'm like a new, I guess, libertarian or whatever. I, I don't, I used to be like totally Republican. I think it's full, but whatever. Um, you want to talk about the kids or leaving kids in cars. Um, a police officer in Greenwood, Indiana, look it up, IndianapolisStar.com, um, left a child in a car and the wife was in another car and something happened and someone said something and the cop pulled a gun. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. So the cop pulled a gun on someone who said something to him about leaving his kid in the car? Yeah. He pulled his badge and his gun. Perhaps not the way to uh, to solve a problem, right? Well, not in America, I hope. <laughs> yeah, sticks and stones. Uh, yeah, we'll just... beat your ass. Oh, I'm sorry, should I say that? No, no you, say you just did. <laughs> That's all right. You didn't get a timeout. I would have gotten a timeout. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I, I want to say hello to everyone, all the men and the woman. <laughs> Hey, well, Hear welcome. me roar! Welcome, Bob. So you said you're a you're a new libertarian. Um. Well, I'm I'm actually independent, but I think I'm really steering towards libertarian. Um. I haven't paid taxes in years. Excellent. Um. I don't like this government, and I'm just trying to make some money and live a good life. You sound libertarian to me. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. So, are there any objections that you have to the idea of letting people live their life how they want, so long as they don't uh, aggress against other people? Um, I'm sorry, what? Well, the, the idea of... No, uh, hell no. Right. Okay. You're not um, you sound pretty liberty-oriented. Um, you guys are really cool. I, I like the movement. Um, I really dislike... Sorry, I'm out in the backyard with the dogs. Um, I like how you guys feel. Um, I don't like people telling me what to do. Yeah, yeah I would say you qualify. Else. <laughs> I would say you qualify. And thank you, Bob, for the call and the story tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. So you can share your stories, your parenting stories of somebody perhaps getting involved in your life without your interest, without you wanting them to, and deciding to foist their view on you by perhaps calling the police or uh, just being generally a busybody. Mark, share some more from this uh, this piece over at, uh, what's the blog again? Freerangekids.wordpress.com. All right. So you are getting a turn. A turn? Oh, to talk, yeah. yes. Seems to me that there's Poor a... baby. He's only here six <laughs> nights a week. Rather huge difference between accidentally forgetting your child in the car and deliberately choosing to leave them there for a short while while you run an errand. But the safe kids people obscure that, and that, that they're talking about this little uh, this this website mm-hmm. at safekids.com, urging people to call nine one one whenever they see a kid in a car. So. Yeah. 
as it is so doesn't matter what the temperature is outside because wasn't that the original fear was that uh you know you leave a kid in the car and they're gonna just they're gonna boil because they don't have any water or something like that and it's on it's dangerous Uh, if if if, you know if that happens i suppose you know i i don't know i mean is is it really worth it going after a parent that uh accidentally forgets their kid in the car from a legal standpoint if they if they kill the child i mean it seems to me they get all the punishment they need in that circumstance now i don't think they should be able to sue their workplace if they forget a kid in their car sue someplace because they've they've made a mistake right but uh, like the, the original caller said there i have to agree with him on that one but i you know i wonder and i'm not saying that i don't think you should talk to people about this but i do think there's instances where people just go crazy and here's some good examples so then um there's a letter here to Dear Free Range Kids. This is going to have to be anonymous because I learned that I could actually get into serious trouble with social services for this. My four-year-old goes to pre-K. My nine-month-old had an ear infection and an upper respiratory infection. It was a 20-degree windy day, and it was a 100-foot walk from the car to the building. So I decided to leave the baby in the heated car while I took her sister in so she wouldn't be exposed to the wind. I was in the building out of view of the nine-month for approximately 30 seconds. At worst, it could have been 45. The car was locked. The alarm was set. I return, and the nine-month-old is sleeping peacefully exactly where I left her, and Mm -hmm. I move on with my day and forget about it. The following week, I pull into the pre-K, and a cop blocks my car into the parking space and proceeds to interrogate me about my dangerous habit of leaving my child in the car. (laughs) I have it. He threatened me with consequences if it continued. This in front of an entire parking lot full of curious, staring parents and children, the former probably wondering if I was dealing meth or crack to their four-year-olds. Exactly what did they think was going to happen in that 45 seconds? Well, she could have woken up, uh, put the car in gear, and slammed on the gas. Oh, wait, she's nine months old. Nine months old. And locked in a a, a safety seat. My, My son Jack is three and can't get out of his safety seat. I'm sure there are three year olds that can, Mm -hmm. but Jack can't get out of his. And that's, you know, so that's my experience. Um, And, and, you know, I I don't think it's a great idea to leave a three year old in the driver's seat with the keys in the ignition. Yeah, Uh, that, that, you know, there may be a bad circumstance there, but it's kind of hard for them to work those buttons to get out. Jack did uh, shove some coins into the CD player. And when when you turn it on and it spins around, those coins bang all over and it really does bad things (laughs) for the radio. That could be something, you know, if you if they weren't tied into a chair. Then they could, you know, grab some coins and choke on them or something like that. I mean, there is that possibility. Right? I suppose it's possible. But as you said, she had tied the, the child into the safety seat. That's, so. that's the requirement by law. Yeah. So what exactly did they think was going to happen in that 45 seconds? Was a giant vulture equipped with a huge can opener going to swoop down and extract <laughs> the baby from the car? It's <laughs> like Willow or one of those shows. A giant pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> well, people, and this is the question I really have for people on this issue. People seem to be very sanctimonious. I've got a couple more stories. Here is a terrorist going to blow it up? Will she be kidnapped in spite of the car alarm in 45 seconds in broad daylight from a suburban parking lot? Mm. And as a parent, could my presence have protected her if she was? And more importantly for me, who exactly has so much time in their hands that they're peeking into other people's car windows, checking on unattended babies, and monitoring mm-hmm. the behavior of their, their parents? And why is that person running around and not properly medicated? So and. And beyond that, it was the, the next day or another day when the cops was, showed yeah, up. Yeah, it was right? a week later. That's even more strange. Yeah. Somebody must have, 
somebody who's there regularly must have called on her in who that knows? case, right? Well, here, let, listen to this one. This is the best one of it all. This is a, a comment on the no, thing. No, you already spoke once. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, Mark, we'll come back to you. No, you gotta hear this, Rick. It's three we'll times long, man. Rick is in Indy listening to WXNT. Hello, Rick. Hi, how are you tonight? Great, Good what's night. on your mind, Rick? Go ahead. Um, I, I agree with you 100%. The government and busybody busy people should just mind their own business unless you're doing something really stupid. But, Rick, but, it's uh, the children. Whoa. It's the children. Unless you're doing something really stupid. <laughs> some of my best occurrences in life start out with me doing something really well, stupid. Really, 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 really no, stupid. Really, I promise you, it was really, really <laughs> stupid. Rick, hold on, man. We'll bring you back here in a moment. Let you continue your thoughts. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Hey, speaking of kids, coming up, we're going to have a giveaway uh, that your kids might enjoy. Kid-oriented giveaway. Right, if they're on the younger side. It's uh, VeggieTales DVD. <gasps> we're going to give that away here in a little bit, so uh, stay tuned for that uh, that opportunity. 800-259-9231 allows you to call in. Bring up anything. Free talk. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll get everything from web banners and graphics to real-life promotional tools like flyers, business cards, uh, which you can send to your favorite printer and print out and actually hand out in person or post up on bulletin boards and such. Uh, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. Uh, we're talking about parents and kids and being able to make decisions without having some busybody come in and try to tell you how to live your life and how to raise your kids or worse call the police on you as uh, mark you've been sharing from one blog uh, where there are different stories about just just absolute absurdities one one parent decided to leave her child nine month old in a car tied into her car seat for 45 seconds or something like that and That's, that was her claim and that was all it took apparently for somebody to call the police on her and the police came a week later to talk to her and interrogate her about her parenting habits. I've got some even more bizarre stories here. And, on this. and then threaten her with uh, with further violence on the part of the police. Of course, I would recommend not talking to the police if they were to come up and ask you questions. Absolutely. Uh, but let's continue with your calls and your thoughts. Go to Rick listening in Indy. Rick uh, listening to WXNT. You're back with us on Free Talk Live. Rick, are you there? Do we lose Rick? Rick in Indianapolis. Going once. Rick is gone, unfortunately. So now Mark's going to get to talk again. No, we've got Troy. <laughs> Troy listening to WTAR in Norfolk, Virginia. Hello, Troy. Troy, are you with us? Troy going once. Troy going twice. What did. Hello? Yes, can you hear me? Oh, hey, Troy. <laughs> I was worried we'd, yeah, I was worried we'd actually have to listen to Mark here for a moment. So uh, go ahead with okay, your thoughts. Okay, no, that's me. 
All right, go, Troy. You're on the air. All right, I, I got an interesting sto- story, and I'll try to be quick because I know you guys get a lot of people. Um, I was once in a situation a few years ago with me and my wife in a situation where our, we had two young kids. One was in kindergarten, and one was uh, about three or four at the time. And uh, long story short, I worked a job where I went early in the morning, like five in the morning. So I had we didn't I didn't sleep that night with my wife. And I got up, assuming she was in the other room with the kids, and I didn't realize she went to go help a friend out and had a vehicle problem. So I got up and I went to work, and the kids were left alone. So the young daughter uh, that was in kindergarten got up and was, got ready and went to school. And the neighbor asked them, uh, you know, where's your parents? They said not home. So you know, we got in trouble, and they took our kids away. Oh my God. And, and uh, yeah, uh, and you know it's okay though. We you know we play, you know, I, I was once an MP, so I know the system, and I know you know you just you, you do what they say, you do the system, the best thing. However, after you know the kids away, and they, you know they they went and they had to look, you know live with grandma for a while, and it was a big harassment. Well, them. at least at the and very it, least, I mean, you got lucky there that the kids went to grandma's house because some people get their kids taken away and they go to foster, a foster care. Uh, care. The kid gets, um, you know, the, the kid gets you know raped, um, beaten, you know, starved, deep, locked in a closet. All kinds of terrible things happen. No, but not to say that right, every foster right. home's that way. Point of point of clarification, right. though, Troy. Now. It was your kindergarten daughter that left the house. How many other children were home after that point? I missed missed that. No, at, at the time it was just two in the house. Um, so two but, two but, remaining after the kindergartner left. No, no, just just the one. Just one. Like the, and, uh, and how old was the one that was was left? I can't remember. I was like three or four years. Three or four. Old, and what was? I mean, very smart. Okay, so three or four, old enough to get up and, and kind of move about the house on on their own. I right. mean, was 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 anything right. dangerous for them? I mean, would what, no, what no, happened? No, that, that, that's why I would like to allow me just to finish the story Please. and I'll answer any questions you have. Yeah, uh, because it, get, it gets more intense. Uh, so even though they were with the my, the grandparents, the grandparents at the time lived on a boat. And and social services. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me please let me finish. They, they, they had like a yacht, you know, and they lived yeah. on. A, they lived on. They're old, you know. They lived on, and you know. But you know, the kids visit them every weekend, you know, even prior to, to that, you know, because they love the grandparents. And so, so they said, no problem. They just live with us on, the, you know, on the boat. And uh, and it, it, but social services told them that they couldn't live with them because they thought the boat was a danger to them, yeah, even though they, they kids don't live on every boats. Weekend. Yeah. So 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 my mom, my was very inconvenient. Uh, so she had to go find a place to live to, to be with the kids. It was very inconvenient for them, and then they, they eventually had to sell the boat. But, but beyond that, other problems uh, had occurred because um, my stepdad, uh, you know, grandpa, you know, a long time ago, you know, uh, you know, some woman said, "Hey, you want to have a good time?" And he got arrested, uh, you know, for selling a prostitute, mm. you know. And this was a long time ago, back when, you know, a long time ago. Anyway, so he had the record. Of a sexual assault, oh, so they said, they said they can't, oh, they can't be with Granddad because Granddad was a, a sexual offender. Because Granddad's right? a, a man, and you know, wanted to get off with some lady. I mean, whoopie do. It, it, was, it was undercover cop, you know, yeah. in, in, yeah. in a bad part of town. You know how that goes. But yeah. anyway, anyway, yeah, he went to jail for a night, and then that was that. But for that, you know, they paid a fine. But I mean, it's horrible. Uh, but you know, it was like years ago, years ago. You know, long before he was Granddad. <laughs> you know, anyway, um, so. Uh, so that was a complication that they they couldn't visit Granddad and they couldn't be on the boat and and, and so it got, it got it got to be harassment and then they kept then they kept saying we had to have supervised visits for their own kids uh, with social services Man. there only and then it had to be uh, it had it, it, it went further you know because Grandma you know we'd, we'd sneak a few visits with Grandma you know but but you know that that was beside the point but we still played the game with the court we went to the family council you know the YMCA and all you know all that stuff because we were playing that little game right. But it got to a point where I, I was a piece of delivery driver, right? So I said, I said, look, I promised the lady, I said, look, I promise these kids will never, ever be left alone ever again, no matter what, even if I got to take them to work, 
right? Mm-hmm. So I, I deliver pizza, and and you know I deliver pizza, and I, I even talked to my manager at the time, and, and it made a whole range. I said, hey, you know, uh, I parked right in front of the store. It has open glass doors. You run in and get the pizza, come back out. So they were never really alone. Mm-hmm. They were in my sight the whole time, you know. And uh, you know, so I was doing that, and then somehow um, a store that's two doors down from the pizza place. Uh, they they have a daughter that works at Soul Service, so they always kept saying, oh, I see these kids in the car, call Soul Services. So, oh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm serious. I'm serious. So then they then uh, so our social service, child protective service worker, couldn't even handle the case. They had to initiate, like, a second case, right? Of course, I got my manager, and they all had my back. Like, they, had, they, were, they walked outside of the store and watched the kids, you know, that's what they told them right. while I was in the store. Like, a, you watch them, you know, so I always had somebody, you know, right next to the car, you know, to, to go to your story further. However, I got to a certain point where they kept coming to our, hara- our house and, you know, doing and inspecting your refrigerator and everything else, and, and it just it used to be a nightmare. It you sounds know? It like, like it. It was like once a week, and it was just you know, unannounced and all kind of hours a day and stuff like that. So I got to the point where I got smart, and this is where is, this could be good for your listeners, all okay? Right. Well, I got smart because I was, I was like, I'm sick and tired of these women who don't have kids or whatever and trying to tell me how 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 us to how read our kids. Preach it, brother. We, we made a mistake. <laughs> Just we made a simple mistake, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't mean we were bad parents. Nope. You know, they came in and they you know, expected. You know, of course, you know, we were a little messy sometimes. They have clothes everywhere, but they weren't malnourished <laughs> or anything like that. Right, you know, they right. weren't like in harm's way or anything. And uh, so I, I was like, I, I got frustrated. So what I told the social worker after a while, my wife wouldn't answer the door. If she'd come beating on the door, being on, I know you're in there. I know you're in there. My wife wouldn't even answer the door. She said, "You deal with it, right?" So I said, I said, fine, I told her to deal with, you know, when I do it. But she knew I was at work, so she had to come at a certain time. But mm-hmm. I knew that they wouldn't make them pay, like, they don't, they won't pay the follow-up workers overtime. So I knew after a certain time, they wouldn't be there. You know what I mean? They only, they only have, like, an on-call worker for the police for emergency situations. But mm-hmm. other than that, the I regular see. workers, they won't pay them overtime. So I knew the system. So if it's so not nine to five, then you're good to go. Right. So I said, so so sometimes they would make arrangements like, okay, you know, special a special day they will come up, but see, then we knew they were coming, you know, and then and then even that got to be you know uh, too much headache. So I kept, I kept telling I told I told the woman straight up, I said, look, I'm tired of y'all uh, subbing out me as a, a bad father, you know. So what I told them, I said, I, I, re- I simply requested a male social worker that had kids that could understand my situation. And you know what? Every time she called me, I said, where's my male social worker? She couldn't find one. After months and months, she could not find a male social worker to handle the case. So they just dropped the case. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. Just ask you for a male I mean? social worker with kids, I huh? asked for a male social worker that, that, that had children that could relate to my situation. What happened like, the I, first time, by the way, when they first came, after the first call about you leaving the child at home? Well, I, I was at work. They called me at work. And I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, I went there, and I, I complied with the police. The neighbor, the neighborhood wanted to babysit for them. I actually had, you know, had them. Uh, until you know, they, they called the police. What do you think concerned. would have happened if the, the first time they came and well, investigated that you hadn't talked to them? They hadn't talked to who? If you'd refused to speak to them. Right. If they, when they first came to investigate the claim by the neighbor. Well, like I said, like, uh, like I, said I, I mean, I, I knew, I mean, when I, they called me at work, I went to work. My wife wasn't mm-hmm. there. She had, you know, last night her phone was there, so I didn't have contact with her until about lunchtime. Actually. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, instead of, like, taking their call and answering their questions well, and the, letting the, them in the, the house? The, 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 our daughter was three, four. She's pretty smart, you know. So she probably would have been probably all right, to be honest with you. But it truthfully happened. It it you know, went through a bad time after that with our marriage, but then it got better. 
so it was right. I don't know if you've qu- that, if you quite followed my question, I, and we don't really have much more time for you. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you for the call tonight. The question is: the first time, it seems unlikely that they're just going to snatch your kid on the say so of a neighbor. I'm not saying they won't. I'm not saying they couldn't. But they usually have to investigate something first, don't they? Before no, they can get absolutely permission? not. Not no? with not with CPS or anything like that. No, where kids are involved, they're just going to kick down your take door. Take the kids without... and ask questions later. More coming up here at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's free talk live. Join United States Marine Iraq Veterans Against the War activist, former radio show host, and New Mexico's congressional candidate, Adam Kokesh, as he goes to Washington to take that hill. Kokesh takes his successful radio show to mainstream television on Russia Today. Adam vs. the Man premieres April the 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Adam Kokesh is the man who gives the millennial generation a voice. That's you. Get the information needed to be empowered with Semper Fi. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. We invite you to take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you'd like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You get to control the content on the site. See something online that you think is interesting you want to share with our listeners? You just submit it as show prep to freetalklive.com. That will then pop up in the upcoming stories queue and at which point... You other listeners uh, have the chance to vote on those various different items, and the most voted up, the most popular, will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. Coming up sometime this hour, you're going to have a chance to win a VeggieTales DVD. you got young kids. They're probably My gonna kids really, loved VeggieTales. They're going to love this, I'm sure. So, I mean, what, anthropomorphic vegetables? Right? <laughs> Who doesn't like a talking cucumber? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's coming up here uh, this hour. And we are talking about kids uh, we're talking about parenting and the idea that some people believe they know what's best for you and your kids and what's best as far as how you should raise your kids. And specifically, Mark, you brought up the instance of uh, people leaving their kids in the car for a short period of time while they go in, run in and out of some store. Uh, you gave an example of a lady that was 20 degrees out and she decided to leave her nine-month-old baby in the car with the heat on, strapped into the car seat, and somebody called the cops on her uh, as a result of that and that's one instance yep there's there are more instances that you would like to share with us i understand that we're going to get back to those in a moment but we'll, we'll want to take your calls your stories maybe you are one of these people that calls the cops on folks we'd love to hear from you tonight at 800-259-9231 maybe you can justify your actions somehow or maybe you've had some sort of horror story like our last caller did uh with the the cops coming after him because and his family because he and his wife accidentally left one of their children at home they it was miscommunication. They didn't realize that it had happened, and as a result, they had their their child uh, taken from them by CPS. Now, Michelle, you said before we went to break there, the news break, that these CPS people can just come in and take a kid on one phone call. Yes. And I just – it's so hard to believe that. I mean, it's just – so I could make a phone call tonight – and on my next door neighbor and the CPS will just come and take them without investigation first? The uh, standard where children are involved is to get them out of harm's way 
first and that the alleged, have the to, alleged harms way because they don't um, have to verify that the harm no actually warrant, exists. Absolutely. Correct. Well, you, in this instance, we're talking about a, a kid that's allegedly in a house. They have testimony from a neighbor who heard it from the uh, another kid that was in the house. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all they have to do is justify kicking the door in. They don't have to justify taking the kid away. Once they kick the door in, they can assess the circumstance, see if the kid's in there. If a kid is alone... It's considered abuse. And that's what I want to talk about this evening is the idea that leaving a child alone in a conveyance or at home, how long, what, at what point does it become abuse? Because, you know, some people. I used leave- to leave my kids. I left them. I, I left my kids how when old? they were six, eight, and 10, but I wouldn't leave them when they were 11, 13, and 15. It was within my discretion because at six, eight and 10, all I had to do was say, mommy wants you to do this, this and this. And they'd say, okay, mommy. And I will bring you home a treat when I come back. You know, like I'd go to the grocery store or something like that. And, um, but I don't know if a 10 year old's old enough to watch. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. The six year old was fine, but the 11, 13 and 15 year olds, there was no way I was going to leave them because (laughs) (laughs) totally party with you gone or something. So it's, it's, you know, within the parents discretion. And, and when I was growing up, my mom would sometimes pick me up from school and, um, you know, we'd run errands or whatever. And then she'd see the three of us kids in the back, see the car and just be like, oh my God. And she'd pull up to the local bar and she'd say, stay in the car. I'll be out in a few minutes. And she'd go in and have a drink for 30 minutes and we'd sit out in the car and listen to music or we'd, you know, whatever. And, and that was just the way it was. And, and uh, my mother was a social worker. <laughs> right. I, I do think that things have changed over time. Let's go to Rick. I think he's back with us listening in Indy to WXNT. Rick, are you there, sir? Hey, uh, before I lost the call there, I was raising a stepchild with, uh, with a woman who I'm now divorced from right now, but she had about a 10-year-old, and he needed a little attitude adjustment, and he got a swat on the butt and uh, his nose in the corner, and he wanted the phone to call 911 because he thought it was child abuse from what all the everything on the TV and what his teachers told him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the TV well, does uh, does uh, you know tell kids that hey you know just call nine one one if you experience child abuse. I think yeah. it does. Yeah, and uh, well, I handed him the phone and uh, and I told him you call nine one one, you're gonna need him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, guess what? He changed his attitude, and all of a sudden he uh, behaved himself for a while. My son called think- the cops on me back few months ago and and um he got quite a surprise he's 15 and, and he got quite a surprise when um cps was there as well as an ambulance because i was accused of physically abusing him by the way i'm like seven or eight inches shorter right. and like 30 pounds smaller than my nothing son nothing the cops hate worse than 15 year old males either nothing well they both they both you know looked at me and and you know asked questions or whatever and i told them it was 11 degrees outside and i said that they could not come into my home that they had to wait outside that they did not have a warrant they were not welcome in my home and no i would not get them a cup of coffee but wait i thought they could come weren't you just telling me that they could just come in on the say so of somebody Th- that they don't a, need a warrant that's correct that they can take your child the fact is is my son was outside uh-huh. So it's not like there was anything to go in. So gotcha. it is within their di- it's within the their child, discretion. Ian? Why does this not sink into you? If there's somebody in danger, if a cop hears somebody yelling behind a door, they can kick that door in. But that's why I keep saying the power of no is huge, and people just are not exercising that power. I said, no, you don't get to come into my house. People are not exercising that one single syllable word. They don't word. know they can. Rick, what else <laughs> did you want to share tonight? Anything? Um, 
that that was it. I, they're they're just just too many people invading your privacy and telling you what to do. So you're right um, about that, sir. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you calling back tonight at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Look, Mark, I get what you're saying about you know if there's some sort of if they believe that there's somebody in jeopardy that they can. Use exigent right. circumstances they can't just go to enter. in and do an investigation in there, but, but they're they going to to take the child. Right, I think they can. Okay, so this is what I'd like to know from somebody who's actually had experience with uh, with CPS. Like, what happens if we're not talking about somebody saying that there's a child been locked in a house alone? If it's just your typical report to CPS of I think that these parents are abusing their children, right? Then they send these are the, bad parents, right? right. I I think these parents are abusing their children. I thought that the typical way things happen is they send a CPS worker, probably send a cop along with her for intimidation purposes, and then they knock on your front door. They don't kick it in. They don't just come in and bust in and take your kids. And they want to talk to you. They want to ask you questions. They I would want to agree observe. With that. I they want to observe what happens. So they, at that point, don't have a warrant. They don't have the justification to come into your home and take your children from you. It would seem to me that in order to do that, in order to take your kids, they have to see something you know that they think is bad. What, and I'm sure there's a huge range of things that they can see that can justify taking the kids. But my question is, what if you don't let them in? What if you don't talk to them? What if you don't assist them in investigating you? What happens in that case? I would imagine if a CPS worker shows up and says, hey, we had a report that your, your kid isn't going to school or that uh, you're yelling at them in the yard or something like that, um, that, well, you know, it, first off, you just don't answer the door. That's my suggestion. It, it, it's my suggestion, too, Ian. That's not what I'm saying, and that's not what we've been talking about here. I mean, I, I absolutely— That's what I'm talking about here, because that's what, that's what happens in, I would think, most cases, is they're just showing up to do an investigation to try to collect but this evidence. this guy was beyond that. He left his kids by accident at the, at his home, and the, uh, the the kid told a neighbor that, oh, yeah, my sister's over there. She's not being watched. My parents are gone. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the neighbor calls the cops. I wish the neighbor would have done something instead of calling the cops. But the neighbor calls the cops, and the cops have a report that there's a child alone, which means at this point in today's society, alone means endangered. Mm-hmm. Now, you wouldn't expect the cop to not be able to bust in a door if a house was on fire and a kid was yelling out the window, right? Hold that thought, Mark. We can come back to this conversation. We've got a giveaway right now for those of you who are parents with younger children. The Veggie Tales DVD. What is this? It's an Easter thing, right? Yeah, it was the night before Easter. Twas, we, you hear the ads going on during the show. Right. Twas the night before Easter. That DVD is going to be yours. Caller number two right now at 603-435-1105. That's our special contest line. 603 603- 435-1105 plus you're going to have another chance to win this very same DVD. Uh, we'll tell you about that. It's through our Facebook profile. We'll give you a little more detail on that. But right now, if you're calling number two, you will win that DVD the night before Easter. The Veggie Tales 603-435-1105 More Free Talk Live coming up. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Thank you. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We've got different options on our website for you, but they're all free for you. The wiki's there with over 2,000 pages. You can edit virtually anything you see. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Uh, You can go and do that over at wiki.freetalklive.com. The Porcupine Freedom Festival is coming up this summer, June 20th through the 26th. We will be there broadcasting live every single night. Looking forward to that, of course. But the most, th- the biggest part about Porkfest I'm looking forward to is being around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. People that are considering a move to New Hampshire, for instance, as part of the Free State Project. And some people who've already moved to New Hampshire or some people who've already made the decision to move but just haven't actually made the move quite yet. Those are the kind of the three types of people that you're going to find at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But everybody there tends to believe in very similar ideas regarding the concept of individual liberty. And uh, it's it's a great crowd of folks, just a great group of people, everything from families, uh, kids. There's going to be lots of family activities uh, this year, from what I understand, more so than uh, than last year. Of course, you're requis- a lot last year. <laughs> yeah, there were, of course, the requisite partying, uh, camping, campfires. Uh, there's going to be live bands. There's going to be the soapbox idol competition. Uh, there will Buzz's also be big gay dance party. Bigger, uh, bigger than ever. Gay Sorry, dance bigger, party. Bigger, bigger. And uh, so lots of fun stuff. You can go to porkfest.com to learn more. Get Get registered. It's $30 registration fee. You can save 20%, though, if you use our discount code, which is Free Talk Live with no spaces. Just run it all together as one word. Uh, use Free Talk Live to save 20% on your Porkfest registration at porkfest.com. P O R C, as in Porcupine Porkfest, P O R C F E S T. Dot com. Look forward to seeing you there as we continue here. Of course, you can tell us, you can tell us your stories about your CPS. Child Protective Services Nightmare. They go by different uh, names in different states. DCYF, Department of Children and Families. HRS. Uh, HRS Human – or wait, Health Services. No, I don't think that's what it is. It is. is it really? I okay. So. Well, anyway, there's different names. Anyways, it's the group of bureaucrats that knows best or they claim to know best how you should be raising your kids and they have no problem stealing your children from you if, uh, if they disagree with you. Now, Mark, you said you had another quick story. Let's slip that in here and then continue taking your calls. Yeah, this is just some comments under here and I think that it's very interesting. This um, one person, Stell, here – my oldest was an infant. I put her in a car after going to get groceries. I shut the door. I returned my shopping cart to the corral, two cars over from mine. Some high-strung woman spotted her in the uh, approximately 20 seconds that I was away from, but never out of sight of, my car, spotted me and told me she was so relieved. When I returned, <laughs> I think if I would have taken five more seconds, she'd have called the cops. Wow. And like, and there's another instance. A friend told me a story about a friend of his who uh, saw a baby in a car um, that went into a coffee shop. I guess it was a, you know, a, a coffee shop, you know, like at Starbucks or something like mm. that. And it was the only thing around. He saw the baby in there. I guess the person had gone in for a cup of coffee, didn't bring the kid in. And uh, he said, uh, whoever has the blue blazer, it's on fire. Um, in order to get to see that person, you know, react so that he could, you know, vilify them for leaving the kid in the car. Mm. Like there are there is an army of people, whether they have kids or not, that will tell you how you need to raise your kids. My wife wouldn't go into the mail store. The, it has a f- glass front. She wouldn't leave the kid in the car for the two minutes it would take to go. To- two minutes tops, right? That's because she just has one. It, it, well, she walks in, <laughs> you turn the little key, you pull the mail out of the box, you lock the box up, you walk back outside. Mm. 
you know that that turns into a ten minute adventure when you don't have a kid or when you have a kid. Yeah, and and it's one minute when you do. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I've uh, made it unclear here. But, but what you're saying is because she only has one child, Michelle. Is that yeah, what I mean, saying? you know, there's this joke that goes, you know, when I had my you know first child, I um, would they drop their passy and I'd I'd take a new one out of the contain a new one out of the packaging and give them a new one. And the second one, you know, you kind of boil it in some water. Maybe you just put it in your own mouth. By the time you have your third one, you're like. Uh, they're playing with matches, but they're being quiet. I mean, it just, you know, you just, you get more relaxed. You also run out of energy and time. But, you know, when Aziz, I was pregnant with Faisal and Aziz and Omar had chicken pox. And I happened to be taking a class at University of San Diego. And so I pulled up in my little Mercedes right parked right in front of the fire lane, right in front of the door. I'd called ahead to have a, a book set up at the front. I'd paid for it already. All I had to do was get out of the vehicle and go in, pick it up, and go back out. So, you know, like we said, 45 seconds, maybe two minutes at the most. Yeah. And I had um, the security of the private school call the police, and one was parked in front of me, one was parked behind, so I couldn't go. <laughs> and How'd they get there in 45 seconds? Well, because the, um, well, the people patrol all the time. Okay. You know, and so she's talking to me, and so as the woman's talking to me, please pull up there. There I am. So, I mean, I was probably gone two minutes, maybe. But in any case... The um, so I wanted to leave, and I this woman who was the security guard said, "Oh no, 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 no! First of all, you're parked illegal." I said, "I parked here so I could see the vehicle, so I could go inside and get my book." As you can see, I'm pregnant. I've got two kids in there that have chicken pox, and I'm actually Wanna trying a hug? to protect. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Trying to protect the people there, right? And this was back, you know what. 15 years ago when people were I don't know if people remember but people were freaking out about um, people people who had AIDS who you know if they were exposed to chicken pox, chicken pox and things like that exactly so here I thought I was being really considerate and thoughtful yeah, <laughs> let's well, talk to Mike listening in uh, Virginia to WTAR Mike you're on Free Talk Live hey how y'all doing tonight great what's on your mind um, uh, well, unfortunately, I, I mean, I love your show, but unfortunately, my wife works for CPS. But um, and I just went and called her on her cell phone just to verify the information. But the CPS cannot legally go out and take your kid all over just a phone call. That's what I thought. The way, oh, I'm sorry. I said that's what I thought. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. She, um, she said that what they do is they go out. It's up to the individual caseworker. They'll interview if the kid's over four years old. They'll interview the kid. The witnesses and the you just said it's up to the individual caseworker. Yeah, right, but they have to interview. They have to actually have to assess the, the situation. They have to assess. They have to, if the kid's like over four, she said that they would interview the kid. They'd talk to the parents and witnesses. If the kid's underneath four, what they would do, is if they had the caseworker believe that it's possible, they would take the kid to the emergency room and have a doctor physical if it was an abuse situation. So they don't, so they don't require a warrant? No, no, no. Okay, no, they, they don't, don't require they, a warrant. They can come and take your child without a warrant. Not right out the gate, though. That's what he said. Not right at now. Not right at the Because in, in that situation, somebody could just do a vendetta, say, I don't like my neighbor. I'm going right. to call and get the kids taken away from them. So, I mean, they, they have to go through a process of, uh, of, of interviewing everything. And, just, and, and it's up to the caseworker. She, um, she can make the call. Whether it's justified or unjustified, she can still make that call. And then, it, like y'all said earlier. So the parents... Are at that point, if the if the caseworker determines that the child is in danger, 
based right. upon her we estimation, she can take the child, she or he can take the child, and the parents are guilty until they prove their innocence, correct? Exactly. Yeah, Thank that, you. That is true. Exactly. Do you have, right. any, do you have any good stories uh, of uh, you know really horrifying incidents? Um, the, a lot of abuse situations. I mean, yeah, I my situation that. is I get tired of waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning for her to take off to go investigate something. So She's going that um, early, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, just a lot of abuse. There's a couple cases recently where a kid was, uh, uh, one of the kids, one of the brothers was abused really bad. I mean, broken... Uh, I believe it, man. There's some horrible situations out there, and I thank you for the call. How does think they're going to fix their kids' behavior by breaking their wrists and stuff? More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. I don't think they think it's going to fix anything. They're just violent, and they lash out. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Those features include the webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact. The chat room is built in to the very same page. Just go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBIX, XFPs, Zenpax, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all major network equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. All right, so the toll-free number again, 1-800-259-9231. Talking about... Your family and your kids and other people's uh, get, other people getting into your business and, and and butting their way into your parenting style and deciding to tell you not only tell you in some cases how to parent but also to force their viewpoint on you by calling the police or calling so-called child protective services, which of course in many cases results in children being stolen from uh, from families and. Certainly, there are some cases where people really are being abused, and it's hard to it's hard to just leave that alone. It's hard to ignore something. You don't want to leave that alone, right? (laughs) Uh, But in many cases, people have a different parenting style that some people might say is abuse. Mark, you just read something during the break. Uh, Some people consider right. There was on this parenting blog site. They're saying that um, at what age would it be okay for kids to go outside and play? And some of these parents alone, uh, alone. Some of the people on this blog, I don't know if they're parents or not. uh, I I would think that they weren't at these ages, like 12 and 14 were the ages before they were allowed to go out by themselves. Meriwether Lewis was 13 years old when he went to his mother in Virginia and said, Mom, I'm going to Washington to procure, excuse me, not Washington, I'm going to Pennsylvania to procure myself for myself an education befitting a gentleman. He took a horse, a gun, and a knapsack. Incredible. Uh, it, and these are different times, but I remember, 
I, I remember being six years old with training wheels on my um, thing um, on, on my bicycle, going down the street to the next street over mm-hmm. to play with my friend. I was by myself. Uh, Me too. I, I was two when I went up in my diaper and my sweater. I I got a sweater out, you know, and my bottle, and I my went up to my neighbor's house. I snuck out of my crib and went up to my neighbor's. Did you I, recall? You recall that? No, my oh, okay. no. It's a story that got passed around forever. And I asked if I could play, if Darren could play, and it was like six thirty in the morning, you know. And and did anyone call the police? No. What would be the point? No. What they did is, you know, there weren't answering machines and stuff. They didn't want to disturb my parents who were sleeping. So, um, so the neighbor just went down, put a note on the door saying Michelle's at our place, and entertained me until my parents mm-hmm. came up and got me. I mean, it's just such a. You know, I think there are so many things going on at the same time that are different from when we were kids. You know, we always always used to run in a pack. We had we were savvy. We weren't looking down at iPods and phones. We were aware. I mean, you know, we I think we were just maybe different sort of people. I don't I don't know. I mean, I think the kids are probably kids the, aren't different today. It's just the, the the environment in which they're being raised. As you were saying, thirteen years old yeah. in the past, people were getting married, having mm-hmm. children at, uh, at that right. age. If you don't think your kid can go outside until they're 12 years old you're going to raise them like a person who doesn't think their kid can go outside by themselves at 12 years old jesus's mom was 13 <laughs> right. Good I point. mean, Mary, Romeo and Juliet were 12 and 14. There we go. Uh, so, I mean, you're dealing with just entirely different attitudes around age. So if you're raising your 12-year-old like they, they're just getting ready to go outside by themselves, then you're going to have a really, uh, you know, I don't a retarded, uh, you know, as far as socially retarded individual. Let's go your phone calls, your thoughts. Tom, listening in Indy to WXNT. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you guys tonight? Hey, Tom. What's on your mind? Well, this isn't really about being the children being left alone, but I'm a truck driver. I was in Georgia. My wife had called me and told me that my son had actually, or accidentally, burned down our shed. Oh, good at heavens. I burned down a barn when I was a kid. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so, well, the fireman came, put it out and everything. He made the mistake of saying, oh, my dad's going to kill me. Oh, jeez. From that line right there... When my wife got home, she was not allowed to see my son for an hour. I was not allowed to talk to my son on the phone. The next day when I got home from driving, I had to go have an interview with the police. Where and, we, and where was actually, your son at this time? He was in school. Okay. Okay, so he wasn't removed from your home during this process of you no, and your no, wife being they interviewed? they never removed him, but they did go to his school three times to check on him to make sure that I didn't kill him. Wow. Hey, what kid wouldn't say that? That's such a common well, phraseology. Yeah, it, it, that's what I kept saying to them. It's a figure of speech yeah. from a stupid kid that is scared. Yep. Come on. And and, and don't <laughs> and don't don't ever say the word bomb either. You can't say killer bomb anymore. Yeah. I mean, no, at least he no, didn't burn the house down. I'd be happy because of that. I mean, it could have been worse. <laughs> Just the shed. Well, thank you guys. Hey, thanks for the call and the, the story. Appreciate it. At 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Nick in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. The Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hello. Hey, Nick. So there's been a lot of stories tonight about innocuous behaviors which are being construed as abuse by busybodies. But I still think that, by and large, people are allowed to treat children in ways that would be considered abusive if done to anyone but a child. And this gets into a really gray area, I know, but... For example, I I had a hard time listening to that one caller a few calls back, and I want to make sure I've got the story straight. Did I hear correctly that he said something to his child to stop him from calling the cops, something like, if you call the cops, you're going to need them? 
Yeah, it sounded a little threatening. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a pretty naked threat to me. And I know it's hard to raise children, and everybody's got an opinion on how to raise them, but I would think that at least people should be able to complain if someone is threatening their child in a way that would be criminal if it were done to anyone but a child. What do you think that the solution is, though? Because the problem is is that the government only has one solution when it comes to these circumstances. Yes, that is the problem. (laughs) But but that's not to say that... uh, that the solution is to ignore it. I think the best solution is to call in and say what you think about it. To call in where? Here. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that's really all you can do because, you know, if I... I think that the way that the government has of dealing with it, and, uh, which is putting out uh, during Saturday morning cartoons or whatever, commercials that say, if you're, if you're abused, kids, call this number. Uh, you know, and, and I don't think they actually say that, but they say things like that. I don't think that solves the problem if the kid calls in and says, I got a paddling. Well, you know, is it abuse? No. It's not the kind of parenting that I want to behave, um, that I want to participate in. I don't, you know, we don't paddle jack, but we only have one, mind you. You uh, should wait until you're an adult to ask for paddling. <laughs> but did you, uh, you had three kids, Michelle. Did I have you, three kids. Did you paddle at all? Yep. How often? Not very. And, and I mean, a, a few times. And then at one point I went, what the heck am I doing? But it was never like a hard, it was more like a surprise. And this was... The only way I would do it is if it was something that was going to cause them harm. For example, um, walking out to the middle of the street. Nick, any other thoughts for us? No, that's all. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Bill, listening in Oregon. Bill, are you listening on KMED? Bill? Bill in Oregon. Somebody's there. I hear some dishes clanging around or something like that in the background. Bill, going once. Bill going twice. Let's put Bill back on hold. It sounds like there's an open line there. Maybe we'll be able to raise him here in a few moments. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, was there one more story from this blog post that you wanted to share, or is that uh, we tap it out? Well, um, it was just... You said there were lots and lots and lots. There there are lots of stories, but I didn't have... Uh, it sounded like he had three. We went through two, I yeah, thought. The one, well, the one was of, of a woman who was uh, going, you know, deciding that whether or not it was okay, she was sort of asking a question as to whether or not it was okay to run in and get your dry cleaning and then come back out. And I just think it's kind of sad. You have to ask somebody. Yeah, that right. you're talking about a situation. I mean, can a kid can a kid handle five minutes alone in a car, strapped in a car seat? But that's how frightened parents are, right? I mean, they're so frightened that, that now we they're... second guess ourselves right. and that undermines being able to be a good leader in your home and it's too bad. My wife wouldn't even go slip the thing into the, 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 the video or the DVD into the slot at the side of the store. Jeez. She was so scared. Now, I mean, this was, the, the child was very, very young, but I mean, it just shows how scared people are. More coming up. Your thoughts? Plenty of time for them here if you make the call now at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL C. AI toll free line. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for your thoughts if you call now at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We uh, bring you all the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Now, if you like this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. 
And that's where you will find uh, links, affiliate links to Amazon. You just click in the appropriate link for your country. You can shop there and then feel good because a portion of your purchase is going to Free Talk Live when you enter through the links at shop.freetalklive.com. So you know Amazon. You trust them. They're the world's probably the largest retailer online. They're huge. They've got a a tremendous selection of products and great free super saver shipping deals on a lot of their brand new items. Uh, So go. they actually actually have used items, too, if you want to go that route. Uh, But get your shopping done through our links at shop.freetalklive.com. It's the same great Amazon. You're just entering through our portal, and that way Amazon knows to give us credit for sending them the business, and they send us a good portion of their profits. So once again, that's shop.freetalklive.com. Uh, we will continue to take your phone calls about whatever you'd like. CPS and uh, Child Protective Services getting uh, involved in people's lives has been the heavy topic of the night. But, of course, you can bring up anything. And so we go to Captain Ned listening in Florida. Captain Ned, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Hey, Captain Ned, what's on your mind? Good, man. It took me uh, 24 hours to get my blood pressure down from that guardsman thing yesterday. All I could think of was Kent State and four dead in Ohio, you know. Right. I don't know what you're talking the, about. Well, you, you don't know about Kent State? Well, the National Guardsman uh, who said he would, uh, when when asked uh, if he'd fire upon American citizens. He yeah, said, okay, I'm I sorry. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I know okay. about Kent State. I just wasn't sure what yeah, you were referring to. Kent State to. was in Ohio. They had four dead in Ohio. They opened up on the uh, kids with live ammo. Mm-hmm, yep. It was the National Guard of Ohio. I'm a big Michigan fan anyway, so. Not a lot of love for Ohio, anyway. So. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a football rivalry that's huge between Michigan and Ohio. Yeah, go blue. Anyway, I'm a, <laughs> go blue. I'm a little what? paper boy, and uh, hey, Ian, you know, Ian watched the uh, Rose Bowl with me with uh, Auburn what? and University of Oregon for a little bit. Well, he was eating sushi while I was cheering. And that was in a bar. I, yeah, I wasn't I know. watching it with <laughs> right. you. And, he's, and I'd go, yay, because I was rooting for you know well, Oregon. And he's like, oh, we team. It was awful. It was yeah. just horrible. But anyway. Yeah, he's so much better than you are just because he doesn't watch sports. Go ahead. I can entertain you. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, I've got I've got a little something for you uh, about your uh, I believe it's your son who was uh, after him for selective service, right? I'm sorry. What about my son in selective service? They're, they're, they're after him for selective service. Well, they're not after him. He's 17. I have another boy that's 15. And, okay. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, if if you allow me uh, to read from the United States Code, and uh, and I'll I'll let you see what the secret handshake is here. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Title United States Code, Title 10, Subtitle A, Part 1, Chapter 13, Section 311, Militia, Composition Classes. A, the militia of the United States consists of all able-bodied males at least 17 years of age and except as provided in Section 313 of Title 32, under 45 years of age. Now here it comes. Who are or have made the declaration of intention to become citizens of the United States? And the female citizens of the United States were members of the National Guard, which is uh, my favorite subject the last 24 hours. B, the classes of militia are the organized let militia. Me, let me stop you right there because that whole who, de- who want to declare uh, to be citizens of the United okay. States, he does, he does hold a U.S. passport. Now, how no, he can circumvent that? Okay, not to interrupt you, Michelle. Here's what you don't want to be. Everybody thinks they're a citizen of the United States. Donald Trump thinks he's not one. Me. I love Donald Trump. Okay, not Ian, not you. And Nobody's a citizen Mars. of the United States. It's not well, possible. We've been over this before. Okay, if you ask most people, then uh, sure, I'm a citizen. Sure, well, they don't know. They're just ignorant. They have no uh, idea well, what a citizen we're here, is. We're here to educate them, gentlemen, and, and I'm glad to have this little tiny bit of time, and I'm going to make it quick. But you never want to be a U.S. citizen as a federal citizen. 
if you're, you're, you weren't sworn in the stadium with a bunch of Afghanis and Libyans and whatever, that's a U.S. citizen. That's a federal citizen. You are a natural-born citizen. If you're born here, a citizen of several states. And what does that mean? Now, you've repeated that over and over again. It's a citizen of a state. That gentleman, it's, very, it's the most basic thing. All, you, Trump's, all Trump's New York lawyers can't read this. Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution. I don't want to hear more reading of the Constitution. Well, I, I really don't. It, what what does it mean to you, to you, Ned? What does it mean to be a citizen of the of a state? A, a citizen of several states is a natural-born citizen. For president, you can either be a natural-born citizen. This is where Trump is 100% wrong with all his attorneys. What does it mean to you to be okay. a citizen of the several states? That is a constitutional citizen. There are two types of citizens of the United what States. What is a citizen? Okay, a, nat- a citizen of several states is a natural-born citizen. You, you cannot rights. define a word by using the same word. No. Well, what is rights. a you citizen? Do, you, do, you do not have privileges. A, you, a United States citizen has only privileges which are revocable. A citizen, this is what they do not want. Jesse Ventura read it yesterday hey, on the uh, news. Okay, all I want is a, is a <laughs> definition, Ned. It's not, I'm not trying to rake you over the coals here. No, You're it, saying you, you've time, made this guys. statement about this citizen of the several states over and over again, and I've let this you slide on it. Hmm? Jesse Ventura was on, on talk radio today yeah. or yesterday, with, and he said that he wrote a book, 80-some things. Maybe some documents the federal government does not want you to read. The Constitution, I believe, is one of them. They do not want you to know what type of citizen you are. I am no type of citizen, Ned. None whatsoever. And I would like you to define for me what a citizen is before we can continue. Now, here's what I'm trying to explain to Michelle here. Uh, A U.S. citizen is subject to the draft. They're subject to being a member of the United States Army. The United States Army in 1948 was changed from the Army of the United States to the United States Army. Okay, you know I'm what, Ian is, I have to, I'm sitting in the same room as Ian, and I have to, like, be around him, and he's going to, his head's going to explode. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just frustrating, that's all, Ned. Why can't you answer the question, dude? You, you talk about citizens all the time. I would think you would know what a citizen is. Let me read this to you. Article 2, Section No, no I don't care. About, just give me a definition. You've got to care in order to see what the deck. I know what the definition is. I'm asking whether you know the definition of citizen. Yes, but most people don't know. So okay, please, Trump, enlighten Donald me. Trump, Donald Trump is saying you have to be... I don't care what Donald Trump says. I want to know no. what Captain Ned has to say. Okay, let me just take you through this real quick. Trump says you have to be... I've watched him on TV. You have to be born in the U.S. to be president. Absolutely uh-huh. false. Now, where do you come down on that, Ian? I don't care. I don't, I I don't, don't run the country. I don't care either, you either. Care. and my no, sons don't care. They're all thugs to me, dude. I don't care where any of them are born. They're all a bunch of violent gangsters. The president of the well, United I mean, States... I, I may or may not agree with you. you, know, you, you we've well, before. take you a firm position there, why don't you? Look, Captain Ned, we're running short on time here. And I'm just okay. curious. You talk a lot about citizenship. I don't want you to read anything else unless it's the definition of citizen. So well, please, tell me what a citizen is, United Ned. States. A U.S. citizen has no rights. They have privileges. That does not define what a citizen is. No, they're swimming in at a stadium. I don't care about all those details. One more time. This is my last time I'm going to ask you. Last time. Because you talk a lot about citizens. I would hope you know what one is. Please define what a citizen is, Ned. Now, please. This is what I'm saying for Michelle. 
the only persons they can draft for the U.S. Army are U.S. citizens. Those are federal Thank you for the call, Ned. I appreciate hearing from you. A citizen is a legally recognized subject or national of a state or commonwealth, either native or naturalized. You left out the uh, most important part. Oh, this is your definition. I'm sorry? This is your definition that you've come up with. Where do you get it from? That was my definition? No, no. My definition is that... uh, Dictionary.com. It's a member of a state or nation who owes allegiance to its government and is entitled to its protection. See, citizenship is a deal. It's a it's an agreement. And the uh, agreement is that you give up something in return for something. That's what a citizen is. It's somebody who's given up their some portion of their freedoms or their rights in return for protection, in return for the deal where the government supposedly exists. And they'll make the claim over and over again that they're here to protect you. I mean, you see this government shutdown that's supposed to happen here in another two hours. They're making the statement that, I don't know, have they, have they rescued that, by the way? Can you check on that for uh, me? I've got right here, uh, last check, the two hours, still three going? minutes, 18 seconds until governmental shutdown. All right, so so again, they during this whole shutdown thing, they're telling everybody, oh, don't worry, we're going to keep the, the portions of the government around that are there for your protection. We're just shutting down the non-essential. So they're constantly reminding you that they're here to protect you. They're here to protect you. And so you might think to yourself that, yeah, okay, I'm a citizen. I, I'm giving up some of my freedom. The government's here to keep me safe from the marauding Germans and the Chinese people are going to come in and take us all over, etc. Uh, and it's sorry, it's just not true. It's just a big lie. They aren't actually here to protect you. That's just what they say. They're here to take your money, and they're here to get you to obey them. And there have been court case after court case that have gone to the Supreme Court, where the Supreme Court has ruled again and again that they have no obligation to protect you. Not only that, they don't have any obligation to provide you with any of their services whatsoever. So if there's no obligation they to protect... They violate the contract. There never was a contract in the first place. But yes, if there is no obligation to provide you with the protection, then you have no obligation to give them your obedience. So therefore, there is no such thing as a citizen, U.S. or of the states. See you tomorrow night. Warning. Do not listen to this podcast if hearing about freedom and liberty is not legal for you in your community. And if so, you should immediately move to a hipper community. Coming April 1st, No Joke, The Guns and Weed Podcast, a weekly web lab where Michael W. Dean and Nima Vadadi cover the punk rockinist, hip hopinist current events, as well as timeless universal truths about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, because there's no such thing as half free. The Guns and Weed Podcast, available from gunsandweed.com. The NEMA News with NEMA Vidati. And now for your daily dose of nanny statism in our daily segment, Tyranny Today. Tyranny Today. Well, NEMA, Ban Francisco officials say they're cracking down hard on all unlicensed commerce. If you do not have the proper 47 forms filled out in octuplicate, then they could be coming for you. Just hours ago, six drug police were eaten by bears while raiding a marijuana farm. It is not yet clear if the dope farmer had trained the bears. Or if the animals simply had good taste. Nice bear. Stand back. We're from the government. We're here to help you. It's okay. It's okay, man. Stand back. Nice bear. Stop. Stand back. Hey. Michael 
LW Dean and Nima Fadadi's fun and feisty weekly chat about constitutional, libertarian, and voluntarist issues, abuse of authority by police, the war on drugs, the war on guns, self-defense, states' rights, natural rights, Austrian economics, the problems of a two-party system, taxation, guns, cats, dogs, anarchy, DIY art, low-budget filmmaking, digital recording, activism, punk rock, sex, hip-hop, and more. Because there's no such thing as half free. Baby, give me the AK. Tell two friends. Make copies. Email it to everyone you know. Go on the site and comment. This is a conversation. Every Friday night, we'll have an exciting new episode where Michael W. Dean and Nima Vadati weave their own unique take on the way the world works and how to find your place in it. Gunsandweed.com. Subscribe. And remember, the only power they have is the power you allow them.